All right, it's recording now. But what I was saying was the reason why I started doing just random ass shit like that is because I was just like social media. Like every like I I you see something it. I want to build it and then I build it. So I wasted a goddamn over four grand building that motherfucker. It's like now it's like I was never really into long range shooting. It's, it's I, even if I had somebody to do it, it gets just boring to me after a while. Because you got to think about it. You go you go out somewhere. You setting up your own range first of all. Because who the fuck has anything around here? It's crazy. This is a shooting state, but like there aren't too many ranges out here that just extend out to like 800 meters. Yeah, and then you got to drive where they, where they first of all have the land to do it. Yeah, and that is that that is the main reason why there's so much shit getting built around here that there is no flat range anywhere where it extends out that long. I think I seen one in Denver, and it doesn't even it still doesn't go out that far. No, because the average person ain't shooting out that far. They just want to go out. You know, to an outdoor range, shoot a little bit, and fucking at most like 300 meters or something like that is the longest they anybody shoots out here, and that's it. So it's like if I was to go do it, even when I went to Arizona and I would go shoot with Q, it was like we we had to drive out to like some random place yeah. that was well for one it was for the purpose of like nobody would fuck with you and shit like that you ain't gotta worry about shit but you also gotta worry about like law enforcement or something yeah. being <laughs> randomly out there and you getting seen shooting but it was the uh like even like even still you gotta go out there set up all your own shit so you gotta drive all the way the fuck out set up this fucking probably one or two fucking targets or something like that remember where the fuck they are <laughs> cause that was one thing that I hated and I even hate doing that in the army I like I bit. I would bitch and complain when I first got here. I was like, "Damn, we don't do no long distance ranges." But I was like, I remember all that shit we used to do at Drum because they used to do a lot of Drum. You gotta go out there and set that shit up. Even when I was in that marksmanship class, we'd have to go all the way the fuck out there and set this shit up. So we had to drive the bus all the way at the end of the lane, or we were at a pop up one. It was just like, you know, it's it was it's a lot more to do and it's a lot more boring. It's less shots that you take in because it's a more controlled environment. You gotta like fucking really get lock in those fundamentals of fucking long range shooting as opposed to short range where you can fucking everything's quick, fast, and stuff like that, and you you pumping out a lot more rounds. So it was just boring. You like you just sitting out there waiting and stuff like that. And so now I think of it as it was like I never I never really was into it. So I was like, well, I don't know why the fuck I got it, cause now, even now when it's just me, like, and it'll it'll be just me again. Fucking, I have nobody like fucking calling shots for me, like, hey, you high left or high low. It's just me out there, fucking, you know. And none of my core friends, they don't know a goddamn thing about guns. So it's yeah. just like me. I was like, why, you know, why did I do it? Now if I bring like a bunch of shorties and stuff like that, that'll be fun for people I go to the range with that ain't shooting on a regular basis. But like I said, I was getting influenced a lot by fucking long range shooting by what I seen on social media. So like I said, I seen a crazy setup and I was like, man, I want that. And then I was like, I got that shit. I was like, yeah, it looks cool. But I was like, I, I, I'm i not really in the long range. Shooting. <laughs> Me, I, I just don't like the fucking all the the all the work that goes into it. Like you got to fucking calculate windage and all this and it. it, it, it I, I hated that shit when I went to that marksmanship class. I was like, I cannot wait till this shit is over. Because it was like, you really had to fucking calculate this, uh, aim this high, this low, the wind is this. So now I was like, though I did good in it, I, I was just like, I, I, this ain't really for me. So I was like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to get rid of it and just invest the money into 
or just put the money aside for fucking night vision. So fucking that, that's my goal at the end of it too. I want to get what some you plan. Fucking. You know they got a they got a lot of shit fucking different than the average fucking night vision that they've been usually selling, mm-hmm. which is expensive as fuck. Like you can get some dual tubes for like around four or five thousand dollars. Yeah, believe it or not, and they're good as fuck. They just made by a smaller company. Yeah. So, it, but the, the thing is with dealing with smaller companies is the fucking. Well, one, it doesn't have, like, a huge cosigning from, like, say, the reason why everybody goes with fucking PVS-15, 31s, and quads, uh, which has a long-ass acronym name. But um, the reason why everybody goes with that, because fucking, it's, it's it like, oh, the military uses it. Yeah, that's... So it, that's why I fucking, I want to use it. it but it's, like, $15,000 for dual yeah. tubes. Yeah, that's the shit. Everybody just drinks Kool-Aid. Like, at first, when yeah. I got into guns, I was in the same boat to where I was like, yeah, I got to get a 14.5, all this. And then I started thinking, I'm like, I'm effective with a 10.5 at 300. But And and that's the thing, too, is just like with the 14.5, I was like, bro, the, half, the, half the reason why everybody else does it because they be like, man, fucking, you know, if something goes down, I'll yeah. be able to fuck. <laughs> like, bro, you are not engaging nobody at 800 meters exactly. in, in, in a city setting. Like, where are you at where you're getting into a shootout and the fucking shooter's 800 meters away? Granted, fucking, like, the Las Vegas shooting and shit like that fucking dude was hella high up. But you're not going to run to your car, go get your long-range gun, and then come back and start engaging this dude. That's highly fucking... <laughs> that is highly, highly discouraged. And, exactly. uh, and, I, and I was... When I was like... I was thinking, I was like, when I start making videos and shit like that, I am literally going to start saying that. And I don't give a fuck who gets mad at it because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of fucking motherfuckers. Like you said, that drink that Kool-Aid. Yeah. They're going to be like, uh, you, you never know. Like, you never know. But it's like, dude, you ain't getting into no shootout with nobody beyond 200 meters. It'll be motherfuckers on deployment that will tell you that shit. Like, mm-hmm. fucking... Or that do, like, direct action. Like, your, our special operations, they would tell you, like, the, the the most where we for sure were getting into contact where we were actively, we could effectively engage them, and they were effectively engaging us was, like, at most, like, 200 meters. Yeah. So the the need for a 14.5, and now if that's your thing, then yeah. Yeah. But that's why I was like, I'm getting rid of it because it's not my thing. And I was like, I was, like, I was only doing it because I seen this person do it, didn't seen this person do it. Or I built that 14.5 based off of what the military uses, which is exactly that setup right there. But I was like, once I get out, I, I don't see myself using this. Like, I don't see myself, even if something went down, I'm not running back to my car. I'm like, yeah, let me grab the 14.5. I'm going to choose something fucking 11 inches or lower because that's practically what you're going to that's what you're going to use but in at a re- most. In a real-world setting, you're not going back to engage. You get to your car, yeah, you're dipping and that's the fuck what I'm, out. And that's what I'm saying, too. Is like As much as people think that they're a hero, it, <laughs> yeah. uh, that situation, you don't know what the situation is that's going to make you dictate it. Now, in certain cases, you, you probably wouldn't do that, but if you had like a concealed on you, yeah, yeah you're going to pull that, you're going to pull your concealed out and you're going to get busy right there on the scene. Yeah. But if it's like a fucking situation where it's just like, you got to run all the way back to your car. Then you got to go run. It's not just running back. Say you wanted to do that. You got to think about once you get back to the scene. Where is this motherfucker now? Exactly. He's not in that same spot that he was shooting at. Best and trust and believe. He's he's somewhere else in the store. Yeah, you'll be able to fucking probably figure out where he is. But it's, it's so many things that factor in that. I don't think people fucking thinking about. But they're only seeing what they think might happen based off of what these people are putting out on the internet. Yeah. Like, you know, 
these these training methods, this, this, and that. But it's like, bro, I'm telling. Like, I want to. What I've been thinking about too lately is like, I want to see a motherfucker. Like, yeah, you got all these people that show these. You know, like you know, Lucas makes videos oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, you got all these people that make these flat range videos. I want to see a motherfucker make a video where he has he's out at like his open land, his yeah. range, like Lucas does. But I want to see a bunch of fucking owls set up. Like a just look just like a fucking grocery store. Yeah. And I want to see like 20 people. He bring 20 people to the range and just tell them to fucking run all over the place while he tries to find the fucking shooter. He may not do, don't do a live because that, that'd yeah. be kind of crazy. Now you could use sim rounds. Just use sim rounds. Yeah. And he tries to like locate a shooter with mass chaos. Yeah. Or fucking go to like some abandoned shopping center or something like that. Have like a hundred people show up there. And then just have just induced mass chaos to where they're just running all over the place. You're running through with just concealed carry. You're trying to mm-hmm. find the shooter and engage the shooter without fucking harming anybody else or getting yourself harmed because that's happened before. There was a mall shooting like a few years ago where they shot. Yeah, the security the police, dude. Yeah, yeah, or the security dude like shot some dude that was trying to fucking. No, the security dude is the one that was holding the guy down with his own gun. And then when the cop came up, uh, his well, that's another thing. Yeah, then. his uniform and shit was covered, so then the cop ended up shooting that dude, thinking he was the aggressor, and then came to find out. Yeah, and there's things like yeah. that that happen <laughs> that people don't think about either. Yeah, you got that. You know, that's you know a risk you gotta assume, but people gotta think about that yeah. when you fucking like, damn, you know, if he ain't coming for me, then I think I should just you know back off. But like I said, it, there are certain things that kick in in certain people where they was just like, you know, they got to they got to do something. And I respect you for that. Yeah. But I was like, I don't think they're thinking that all the way through. No. Especially for the people who have never been in that situation cuz a lot of people say like what they would do in this situation. I'm like, man, listen. I don't think it, it, it you know, especially like if you, if you with people too, yeah. say if you with your you know, small children or you, you with your wife or something like that. Like I don't think that'll be your first game plan is like go back and fucking I'll tell you what that. mine was, that carnival shooting that we were at. The one that it, happened at the uh the mall? Yeah. So when we were there, it happened probably like from here to where your front door's at. I already knew that something was fucking going wrong. I seen some people like already get into a spat or whatever. I told my wife, like, we need to get the fuck out of here. I'm like, there's something about to happen. Next thing you know, we start walking, boom, these dudes start shooting at each other. The only thing I gave a shit about was my kids and my wife. Yeah. Everything else, I was like, this isn't my problem. Even with me having my fucking conceal on me because they didn't even search you when you went in. I was like, nah, this, this is what matters. I need to get us out of here. And everybody was just running, laughing. Like, too many people were taking it as a fucking joke. But I was like, if that was an actual ma- an actual mass shooting situation, like, let's say if someone just came out there with a Glock 17, let alone, like, a little SBR setup, people are getting fucking clapped. Yeah. And nobody's caring about the next person. Yeah. And it's not like in situations like that, too, because I thought about that while, uh, I forget what they call it, but it was the thing where they had, like, all the hot air balloons and shit oh, yeah. at that huge-ass park in the middle of fucking Colorado Springs. Yeah. Fucking, I was there, and there had to be at least 20,000 people there. And I was, and you could just see all over the park, just everybody everywhere. And I was like, bro, if a shooting happened here right now, first of all, I don't have my gun on me because it was so fucking hot outside. I was wearing yeah. like fucking shorts and a t-shirt, so I was like, I could. And they were like sweat shorts; they weren't like yeah. actual shorts. So I was like, we'd be fucked right now, because first of all, if you ain't got one thing, you got to worry about too. 
is you got to worry about the mindset of other people. First of all, nobody gives a fuck about anybody when when shots ring off that exactly. aren't used to that. Exactly. That aren't used to reacting to that in the in a way in a defensive way. They're in an offensive way and they're trying to get the fuck out of there. So you're going to get ran the fuck over by a bunch of people mm-hmm. fucking trying to, you know, secure your family and or secure yourself. And then figure out like where the shootings come from. Like there's a there's gonna be a lot of fucking shit going on. And then I was like, dude, it's it's all these people here. I was like, this this would be mass chaos. And I was like, imagine trying to run back to your car and run back. First of all, you you have to identify what the shooter's wearing. Yeah. Nobody knows what the shooter's wearing. Then you gotta think about the mindset of other people as well. Not only with the fucking their own offense, but they're also not in the mindset of like if they look at you with a gun and like they're not gonna know is he here to help. Exactly. Like, he, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. And all exactly. of a sudden, you got people probably fucking trying to attack you. And now you like, what am I like? What the fuck? Like, th- and, is that a situation you want to put yourself in? And that's the whole reason why I stopped drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm like, in a real world scenario, as many of them that I've been in with hurricanes and fucking all this other shit that goes on where chaos is just fucking imminent. Nobody is fucking thinking clearly. The, tunnel, the tunnel vision sets in. And then you got the guys who want to be that hero that just see someone with a gun. Now you got people trying to shoot you, especially in a, a gun-friendly state like Florida. These motherfuckers are going to start blasting at whoever they see with a gun, period. That's why they don't allow fucking motherfuckers to just carry, you know, open carry or conceal carry on post. Because fucking, uh, you wasn't in at the time. It was it was like 2011. I think it was 2011, right when I first came in, where they had that shooting at fucking, I don't know if it was... Hood or fucking, uh, I don't think it was Hood. What's the other one? Bliss. Yeah, I think it was Bliss. Where the dude just walked into the reception place and just started. I think it was a reception. And he just lit everybody up, but he had on uniform. Yeah. And I always tell people like, dude, because people argue that I don't know why we can't fucking you know maintain our own guns on post and that. This I dude, imagine that. Imagine the shooting pops off. Everybody's got on uniform and they're like, dude's got yeah. a uniform on. No, like you, you, you for sure are gonna see all these fucking heroes out of nowhere. Then you're just gonna get a bunch of people shooting the wrong people, because nobody can positively identify anybody. Nobody knows, you know, where the where the shooter is versus you know, you know where he is now. In the, in and the that, site. but the shit is, everybody has this fallacy that they're gonna be the hero. Yeah, like that dude who with the striped shirt that made that fucking what was it? It was a ridiculous, like twenty five yard shot with a pistol. In the in the mall with the fucking the, the yeah little, yeah yeah I remember that and I'm like yeah and now now that pumps everybody else over. Yeah. yeah I could I can do that da, da, this is like man yeah listen. they're doing gun drills named after this yeah. dude or whatever but there's a there's a place in Florida where you can do the sim rounds and shit and they set up like real world scenarios so they're like hey we're gonna create a a road rage incident and you're gonna have your fucking kids in the car and everything you're gonna have your your uh, wife or husband or whatever it is whoever's training in the passenger seat and we're gonna see how you handle this situation. And they're like, all right, we'll put you in the position of a cop. Like, you have to pull this person over, and then, you know, you have to fucking act out what you would do, and let's see if we change your mind. And a lot of the time, people get so fucking scared that they just immediately draw and start shooting. They're like, congratulations, you're going to jail for life now. Like, yeah. you now just committed murder thinking you were a hero. Or, they don't, like I said, they don't think about, like I said, everybody, everybody else. Like, in situations like that, you literally... Like, you're putting everybody else at risk by reacting to it. It was a situation where I was driving. I think I was taking my son to the zoo. And it was me and his mom. And literally, at, right after we got... It, and it, it had just snowed or some shit, too. Yeah. There was this bitch-ass motherfucker in this Subaru. 
that I guess I wasn't driving fast enough for this motherfucker, and he literally got so irate, pulls up next to me, rolls down the windows, like flipping me off and shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, the first thing that came to mind was like, pull out gun, <laughs> show this motherfucker what's up. And fucking, but I literally thought it was like, man, I got my son, I got his mom in the car. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna chill the fuck out. But I was so fucking mad. I didn't get. I wasn't. I was I didn't cool down until I got off the highway at the exit in Denver yeah. to go to the zoo. That, that that's how long I was fucking mad. I was mad for an hour straight because I was like I wanted to react this way in this situation because this motherfucker was literally like acting hostile. Like drove next to me for a minute yeah. just showing his ass and I was like I bet you if I pull this gun out on this motherfucker right now he he fucking he was slow the fuck down or speed the fuck up. Yeah. It was like instead of just you know acting a fool. And I was like people don't think about like, you know, everybody else. So you, you think about it like a shooting breaks out. It's like, man, you got to think about it. Like, all these motherfuckers going to be running across. Like, you get one shot wrong. If you don't hit your target, like, you got to think about it like, damn, this could hit somebody else. Exactly. Or fucking, like, I'm putting, you know, a lot of other people at, you know, at risk. But at the same time, like I said, I get it. You're like, you got to do what you got to do. And if you directly there where you can, you know, directly, you know, uh, and you know, engage or something like that. But like I said, the number one thing is in my mind is like, man, I don't want me to be responsible for you know somebody else getting shot. Exactly. Though I have the ability, you know, to stop this person, but like I said, I don't want to be the reason why it's you know some somebody else. And I and I don't really too much worry about when I'm out because like I said, when I whenever I go somewhere, I you know I get in and I get out. But it's like if I'm somewhere where you know my son or something like that, it's just like, man, I'm. Mm-mm. There's too many people that don't take that into account. Like when you have other people, you got to watch out for all of a sudden, especially yeah. when they have little ass legs and they can't run and shit. Yeah. Like so, you getting your kid the fuck out of there. Exactly. I, I, like I'm picking up my kid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did the same thing exactly. at the carnival. You just got the fuck out of there because I, it's just like nothing <laughs> would kill. Nothing would kill you more than seeing, you know, your child is in that situation. And you just like, you're just like, it's time. You got to get the fuck out of there. Exactly. That's I picked them do. both up and we started gunning it. But after that, it was like I, I it started to set in like how real world shit actually happens and all this shit that they put on fucking Instagram and all that. All these fucking these dudes who are like, oh, yeah, this is how you become an operator in the civilian setting. And I'm like, that shit, nah, does, it does not work out. Not not always. Not not always at all. I mean, yeah, train up. Make sure you can handle the situation if it does arise. Yeah. But it's like they don't even bring up the legalities that come up with it. Like every round that goes off, you're responsible for mm-hmm. it. And, like, let's say, God forbid, you fucking shoot in the direction and it just happens to go through a wall like that cop in Walmart. He went in there with an AR for some fucking reason, don't know why, shot the dude, one of the bullets ended up going through the wall, killing a 14-year-old girl in a dressing room. And I'm like, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you don't, uh, over-penetration's a thing. I'm like, but misses are a completely different fucking ballgame, dude. You go through a wall and kill someone's kid, like, can you mentally deal with that? On top of going through court cases and shit, your family's going to be without you. Yeah. They're not having money come in. Now you're about to lose your house. Now they're losing their car and shit. Like, And I've seen, like I said, you people just, there's plenty of situations like that, but people mm-hmm. just don't, like, pay, take those into account or they don't even, like, do the research. Okay. Like, just, you can literally look up, like, you know, hundreds of police videos where that happened. Or, like I said, you responded to something, even if, like, you know, if it's an incident where you're the victim, but you mm. know, they put, they don't know that. Mm. So they, you, you know, they pull up and it's been situations where, um, I seen like they were, it was, it was one thing where this dude carjacked this dude at a gas station, took the police on a chase, fucking got away, but they like locked off the neighborhood. 
but it was like some neighborhood where it was like you know huge houses separating in between. So yeah. he was like walking through like all this you know wooded areas back backyards and shit. And he goes to he makes his way to the way to the other side. But the helicopter was in the sky and watching him on infrared. But nobody else was fucking. None of the cops on ground knew where the fuck this dude was at. Mm-hmm. And he goes up, walks on this random, knocks on this random door, and it happened to be a fucking police officer's house. But he's like, you know, uh, he was trying to say like his car broke down, da da this, and while all while they were like, you know, they were like, they were just monitoring him on the fucking the helicopter, and they were trying to like contact you know ground and like let him know like he's here, he's here, but they just still couldn't find him, and they was like, please, they was like, I hope they don't let him in the house and shit like that. And fucking, they ended up like telling him to stay on the porch and stuff like that. You could see him still standing on the porch, but um. I guess eventually, like, they heard, you know, sirens in the area or something like that. Mm. Or, and um, the cop, his wife is the one who answers the door. And the cop ends up fucking getting into a fucking scuffle with this dude. Fucking eventually, because he was just acting weird and shit like that, they said. He gets into a scuffle with him. But by the time the cops got there, fucking, the dude fucking is fighting him for his gun that he had on him when the cop fucking started fighting him and he fights his way, fights him, runs into his house, his wife's in the house on the phone. So you get, you, you're watching this. They, they put the whole thing together. So fucking the wife's on the phone and you can see the helicopter footage watching and they got the audio of the wife. So on the phone with the uh, dispatcher telling them that he's outside fighting him right now. Dude, bomb rushes the house. She's screaming and hollering on the phone. I guess she dropped the phone or something like that. You could hear fucking... So, I guess the cops, by the time the cops got there, they didn't realize that it was him in the house, not the husband, and the dude that was still outside on the ground, which, by the way, the dude dropped his gun as well. Mm-hmm. They thought that fucking that was him with a gun because he picked up the dude's gun and he was going to go in the house and fucking kill him with it. Mm-hmm. Thought that he was the fucking uh, dude that they were looking for. Shoots the shit out of him before he makes it in. Literally, right as he's getting ready to go through the door, the cop just fucking unloads on him. I think with an AR or a fucking gun or, or his handgun or something like that. Shoots him in the back while he's running inside. He dies at the front door. The dude fucking is in the house and fucking. Then he eventually surrenders, but the police didn't know. Then they end up. It's fucked up because they ended up trying to charge him with murder. Mm-hmm. His murder, even though the cop's the one that killed him. But mm. they were saying, like, you know, it's your fault that this happened. So, you know, you get hit with the murder charge. But it's, it's, it's shit like that. It was like, motherfuckers don't, like, that's not what you want to be in when no. the fucking situation happens. So it's just like, re- people really got to assess the situations that they're in. So the cop wasn't carrying in his own house, though? I, I, I don't think he, because like I said, they made the dude stand yeah. outside at first. Yeah. And she was on the phone with the police. It was yeah. like, you know, hey, we got this guy out here. He's saying that he needs help and, you know, da-da, this. And I think they had eventually told him, like, they're looking for somebody in that area. So I think his uh, yeah. husband was trying he was trying to, like, keep it cool. But then eventually, like, the dude started getting nervous and shit like that. So he- And then once he found out it was him, he tried to, like, detain him and shit. But he didn't have his gun on him. And he didn't know that that dude had a gun on him. Yeah. So fucking, by the time he had a gun on him, dude was trying to, you know, pull it out or something like that. And fucking, like I said, you could see literally on the footage of the helicopter, like, they're fighting in the driveway. Like, fighting. They started fighting at the door. And fucking, he tried to run. And he went after him trying to, you know, catch him and shit like that. And then they were fighting in the driveway. 
Like, and I think they said, like, you could see the gun fall out of them, but it was dark outside, too. It was pitch black outside, because where they lived at. Yeah, fucking, yeah. And you could see the dude fucking, they're tussling, and he runs inside. But like I said, the audio, you just hear a screaming and hollering, he's in the house now, he's in the house. <laughs> and fucking, like I said, the, the cops pulled up, and fucking, they seen him running with the gun in his hand, because he was like, I got to get in the house. You know, the dude ran in the house with my wife, and fucking, the police just fucking, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> And that that's my whole thing. Like, people get into this whole fucking gun thing, but they don't like, hey, let me talk to my wife. I'm like, hey, if you ever have to call the police, regardless if it's in a high-stress situation, here's the fucking core things that you should fucking mention. Yeah. And then it's like, for me, I carry all the fucking time. Like, if you're going to get hit, nine times out of ten, it's in a transitional space. It's going to be in your car or in your house. This mass shooter shit, yeah, they make it fucking, like, a huge thing on the news or whatever. But if even if you live in a nicer neighborhood, I've always learned that if people from the hood are going to go to the nicer neighborhoods to go into houses and do crazy shit. It's so hard to get women to understand that. Fuck. Yeah. This, it's so hard to get like, women to understand the concept. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Women that fucking will see me post something or, you know, even like, you know, my son's mom. It's so hard to get them to understand the concept of fucking like the necessity for a gun and not only having one, knowing what to do. I got my friend to get one back home and I had went back home last year mm-hmm. and she showed me the gun that she got. When I tell you, she was like, Oh, let me go inside and get it. And I was like, you don't have it on you. And she was like, uh, they're like, no, that this. she goes and gets it. And I guess it was in like some other purse that she had, but the purse was sitting in the garage. And I guess she was like, it like, it got wet or something like that, but she never took the gun out of the purse. And it came out with like so much rust on it and like debris on it. And even like I took it apart and looked in the barrel. Like there was so much. I'm pretty sure she fired a bullet in that motherfucker right then. It was still a fire, but it probably would have exploded in the barrel because there was so much shit like inside of there. And it was on top of that, it was rusting. I was like, it wasn't rusted like like beyond belief, but it was like rusted in places like the barrel was rusted, fucking the sights were rusted. And just like the the upper on it was like had rest in place, and I was like, I was like, you gotta be shitting me right now. I was like, I cannot believe, like, you got a gun finally, and this is what the fuck. She was like, I, I didn't, you know, that I didn't, like, I didn't think you could clean. I was like, what the fuck? Is it? I was like, yo, please tell me this isn't real. This is not real. And then she didn't even get the gun. I told her to fucking get it. I, I always suggest like some type of Glock or something like yeah. that. Because, you know, it's user-friendly and stuff like that. And she has, I don't, I forgot what it was. But I was like, the fact that fucking, it was just rested. I was just like, you, you and it, it just, like I said, it just had like dirt and debris all over. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe this. I, so it's, it's so hard to get people to understand the concept of why you would want to have a gun. I feel so defenseless without one. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, it, it is times where it's just like, I can't even fathom not having a gun. No. Especially, like, watching other people in situations where you're just like, the situation would have been a whole lot different if they had a gun. Now, imagine me at 5'4". <laughs> yeah. And my wife, she got a loud-ass mouth, and I tell her, I'm like, you got to understand. Like, you're wagering another person's life when you're with me. Because I'm going to carry all the fucking time. And if this person... Decides to get a group and start coming at us like you're putting someone else's son, brother or whatever the fuck on the line because both of you can't control your emotions. And if it starts to get into a deadly situation, 
my kids are going to have their dad at the end of the day. Granted, yeah. it's going to be a justified shoot, but I'd rather not have to make that decision. But she wants to be the loudest and shit, and I'm just like, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing, dude. Like, mm-hmm. And then you got people who, who carry a gun, but they don't carry medical because gunfights only happen to where they get all the hits and they never get shot. Yeah. And, or they don't carry OC spray. They don't fucking carry a, a weapon retention knife to where it's like there's so much more shit that goes into it that people don't consider because they can have that complex like, Oh, I'm gonna win every fight I'm going to get in. And that's what I said I was gonna start investing in. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give me a whole new body armor setup. I was like, I'm gonna give me like fucking a couple medical kits, because you never know. It could be more than one victim. Fucking and uh I was like, I'm gonna have all these things, like this massive kit set up because I was like, it's so crazy. I was like, I, I I'll be out sometimes and I'll be or I've seen like other situations, like, damn, it makes you real seeing other people's situations or your own situation, it makes you if you go back and think about it, just don't think about like the situation itself. And like, like we always talk about, if you get into it with somebody, all you're talking about is like the altercation, but you don't mm-hmm. think you don't talk about like, damn, this could have, this could have been bad. Exactly. I don't know. It shows you like a lot, or you look at a lot of situations, like people are unpredictable, unpredictable as fuck. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I always think about, it's like, man, what if this person just out of nowhere just started fucking just shooting because he got that mad or something like that? Or what if somebody got into a fight with somebody else? You have nothing to do with because I talked about that. That happened last year mm-hmm. where we were just at a, at a bar, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking it was. I think it was like a Sunday night, and I'm thinking I'm like, oh man, it's Sunday night, chill. We at this, you know, this bar. It's not the typical place that we go to. It seems pretty chill. Mm-hmm. I don't need to fucking you know, sneak my gun in here. Mm-hmm. And fucking, we sitting there at a table having a casual conversation. All of a sudden, you hear, bow, 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 bow. And the whole fucking <laughs> front of this little bitty, and it was a tiny bar, probably about as wide as this fucking apartment is. And fucking, but it was pretty long. Mm-hmm. But like, everybody's just in there. Fucking, there's a lot of people inside, and there was people standing outside, and the whole front of the fucking thing is glass windows from top to fucking bottom. And all of a sudden, you just hear, bow, 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 bow. And it, I think it was me. And like my boy, who's from, it, been in situations, or you know, yeah. he knows how to react <laughs> to gunfire. Drop to the floor, yeah, and fucking move. Not not only did we we drop first, and then just bomb rest the fuck out of everybody else. Yeah. When I tell you we ran the fuck <laughs> over everybody, because it's only one way in. First of all, there's Ooh. always a back door, but yeah. nobody ever thinks back fucking door. No, you know what I mean. If there was a shooting in the front, everybody's like, we can't go back there. Employees only. Yeah. I was like. And that's literally what motherfuckers said. Yeah. As we bomb rush and ran over a bunch of like females, I didn't give a fuck. I looked back and seen a girl just <laughs> just literally on her back like a turtle looking up at me in distress because I we ran her the fuck over. I didn't care because what made me mad about that situation was the fact that people were just standing there. Yeah. Everybody always stands there and the chaos doesn't happen afterwards. Everybody First thing that everybody does, the vast majority of people who don't know how to react to that, they stop and look. Yep. Like, that is the quickest way to get shot. Exactly. Especially when you have no idea where it's coming from, and it's just random gunfire. You yeah. don't know if somebody's shooting. Yeah, like, I'm not taking no chances. When I say we bomb rest through, like, 10 people, it was like we were, like, football players. <laughs> the way we fucking... We should not have been able to get to the back as quick as we did, but, the like, it was like... 
get the fuck out of my... I didn't even tell... I didn't even give nobody a chance to fucking move. I was just like... I was just stepping on people. And then we're at the back door. There were people already in the back. And they were standing at the door like, we can't go out the... It had a huge-ass sign on it that said, yeah. do not go out this door. Fire alarm will go off. Emergency exit only. Yeah. And my friend was like, we can't go out this door. And I was like, get the fuck out of the way. I was like, it's a fucking emergency. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? So we just... We kick open the door. And no alarm went off, of course. Uh... So I was like, I, I was like, I just couldn't believe that people couldn't. It, it registered in their brain that it was like, yo, this is, it didn't register. Like, this is an emergency. Go through the fucking door. That's what it's for. Yeah, that's the same and shit. Like, you seen the the Vegas shooting? Yeah, yeah. They, I just seen the uh, a video on Reddit to where everybody's recording the dude on stage, and the dude on stage was like, oh shit, that's gunfire, and everybody's just looking around. Nobody's running. Nobody's moving, and then you just hear shots going off, going off, and everybody's like. Oh, I think that's gunfire. Yeah. And they just get down where they are. I'm like, yeah. And that was the thing too. It was like, everybody just got down on the ground. And I was just like, the whole front of this fucking bar is glass. The shots are coming from in front of the bar. Yeah. Why the fuck are y'all just getting down on the ground? It's like, these, these chairs ain't going to stop these bullets. No. These other people ain't going to, you know, maybe. But I was like, you don't know what's what's getting shot out there. So exactly. it could pass through the person in front of you and hit you. So I was like, well, I just I just couldn't understand why people it, it they just weren't thinking. It was just like, but I was like, that's the shit that you got to deal with when shit like that breaks out because it's just like, no, you got to be the you got you can't expect everybody else to be thinking the yeah. mindset of you. And I instantly ran to the car and fucking I think I had like a, a gun, maybe two in the motherfucking car. I did because I gave one to my boy mm. and fucking. Yeah, uh, it it was just a situation where I was like, yeah, man, I was like, motherfuckers are so unpredictable. That's what you gotta worry about when you go out as well. You ain't gotta worry about like something happening. Like you gotta also understand like other people are fucking will just out of nowhere do some shit, and it can happen at any moment. Yeah, because I was t- I was um I had another friend, female. She was getting a gun too, and I suggested her gun, and I was she, she was getting a, a forty three Glock forty three, yeah. and that holds like nine bullets. Mm-hmm. I said. She's she's pretty small. She's small as fuck. Asian, fucking. So she has tiny ass hands. Yeah. So I told her I was like, you know, you should get a forty three X. It's still small, but it, it'll fit your hands for sure. And I was like, it holds an extra three bullets. She was like, oh, well, I'm not worried about that. And probably why she didn't give a fuck about that because it probably wasn't in that store. Yeah. And fucking, she the forty three was right there in her face and fucking. So she did was like, fuck it, I'm here already. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Three bullets goes a long way in a gunfight. And she's like, I'm not getting in no gunfight, not like this. I was like, imagine somebody breaks out shooting. First of all, you have zero training, yep. for sure. So, fucking, you're going to blow through fucking nine rounds quick as fuck, and then yeah. you're empty. And exactly. I know you ain't carrying an extra magazine. Exactly. And I was like, that's the concept that's so hard to get people to fucking understand, and especially women, because they don't, they don't think about that shit. Exactly. They don't think about that shit at all. And that, you, know, you watch Active Self-Protection, right? It's a chubby dude with a beard, and he just goes over the videos of fucking civilian shootings and shit. I should. That sounds like it's pretty. You gotta watch this. So this guy he ends up he he just posted about like the average amount of rounds used in a gunfight, and he's like, you know, I'm, I got a rebuttal for this dude who's talking about there's some gunfights that go past ten rounds, but he's like, on average, on the high end is eleven rounds. So if you carry a five shot revolver, having that in a reload should be good enough, or. If you have a fucking six shot 43, that and another mag would be fine. But he's like, why would you want to risk having to reload in a gunfight 
because every gunfight is on average seven seconds. Yeah. It's going to take you at least half of that time just to reload in stress. And that's yeah. that's being conservative as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. you're over here keeping the gun up, doing your workspace shit. You're but not a lot fumbling. of people ain't do, a lot of people ain't doing that. That's what exactly. I'm saying. It's like you got the what I be thinking about too is like for uh, I think on average everybody who's who's ever would ever find themselves in a, a, a shooting they're gonna pop off at least five six rounds instantly pop pop yep. pop out just shooting all over the place before they actually identify where the other person is shooting from exactly and fucking they what well, they lock on to where the person is shooting from versus yeah. fucking they know the general direction. And they see the person, so they just fucking, you know, letting off shots. And then they'll fucking start letting off single shots after that. Yeah. And then, like, after that, like, you ran through half your ammo in that first magazine. And then just, like, so, like I said, imagine, uh, like, my friend, like, she yeah. had that 9 mil. Though she can fucking get an extended mag or something like that. Or, you know, a base plate that, that ha- you know, adds yeah. those extra few rounds. I was just like, you know, that should be your first priorities like i i need maximum amount of rounds and fucking because i suck at fucking i'm not good at shooting like i think i am yeah and that's the shit people think they're a lot better and they're gonna get better with stress i'm like no that's not how that i mean (laughs) it it, like i said it depends like i said you gotta because how i look at it as and is with you know with the army it's like we do all this fucking you know this training for I've seen at least half that training go out the fucking window in a real exactly. situation. I've literally seen it. Exactly. I've seen my first gunfight. I've seen so many things that went wrong in that situation. Uh, one of them being me fucking my pistol ripped off my hip fucking, you know, falling down a fucking hill. Didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we train for fucking, you know, having your sidearm on this holster is fucking, you know, a good holster. And not all this time, I found out it fucking wasn't. I found out the best holster is one that is actually fucking looped through your fucking belt and yeah. not one that's fucking looped on, you know, the, you know, the one that you, like a, yeah, a paddle. Yeah. Terrible idea for yeah. a situation like that. Because like I said, any situation, where it, it moves, it just, it, you know, it, moves, it slides all over the place. And fucking, though it was easy to put on when I needed to go do something, leave my room. Yeah. Gunfight? No. Never will never have that again in a gunfight, uh, and like I said, it's so shifty, it's so yeah. fucking shifty that it was a fucking good holster, but it was like as far as like paddles in a gunfight, no, or you know, motherfucker trained to fucking throw grenades until it was time to throw a grenade while getting shot at, and he threw that bitch like fucking ten feet in front of him, and fucking also wasn't paying attention when he threw the grenade, and I it was me and probably somebody else was like, yo, you. It, it, Short grenade, short grenade. I forgot what we yelled, but he threw that bitch, and he was so fucking fixated on throwing it as fast as he could and getting back down for cover that he was just like he chugged that bitch yeah. to the ground. <laughs> and though it was like uh, it was on, we were on the hill, so it probably rolled a little bit more. But it was the fact it was like we didn't know that. All all we were trained to do is like you better throw that bitch as far as you fucking can when exactly. you throw a grenade because fucking. The radius on that is pretty significant if you're kind of, you know, close to it. And I don't know, like, taking shrapnel from a grenade fucking hurts. I took yeah. one to my fingernail once, and it was ricochet, and that shit felt like I slammed my finger in the door. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, motherfuckers just shoot, like, half the training that we do, which is why, you know, I'm not mad at why we do it so much, even though it's fucking absurd because it sucks. But uh, literally half of it goes out the window. Mm-hmm. So you think about all these people that go to this range and they shoot at a fucking paper target straight. 
at least half that fucking training is going out the window when you are getting like when rounds are coming in your direction now. And also, like I said, a lot of people ain't trained. That's one thing that kind of gets me the most is like you see people train to shoot, but they you can you can't uh what is it? You can't replicate being shot at. No. So it's like how do you, like you get a lot of people that say all this shit now. Yeah. And like I said, is it the dude fucking that I I watch him most of the time Lucas yeah. he's, you know does this training out of this it was like man this dude those all has all this training but the dude ain't never been shot at exactly so does he really know how to react to you know this contact or is he cuz I ain't never heard him touch on that I've mm. never heard like a lot of people touch on that it's like man you, you you'll never hear him touch on like getting shot at so it's just like how would you react then Exactly. And I'm not, not to take that away from people because, like I said, everybody's going to react differently. Maybe what that's what all the training is, is to build you up for that. Because, I mean, like I said, up until my first point of fucking taking either taking indirect fire or direct fire, fucking, I didn't know how to react to it. But, I mean, at least the training helped a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but also what helped me with that, people don't understand, what helps you with that is you have all these people. In the Army, you have all these people next to you. Yeah. So you kind of feel a little bit better. If shit's going down because yeah. you got this person to the left and the right of you and, you know, that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. But by yourself in a situation, how you going to feel and how you think you would feel? Oh, dude, it's a, the scariest fucking feeling in the world, especially like you have your wife and kids and you're like, they are relying on me right now. Yeah. Like I got to do everything right. And I have no one to fall back on. And also in those situations, yes, they're relying on you, but you also is people. You've been driving with a woman before and be like, woman, this, 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 and this. <laughs> yeah. And she just don't listen. Yeah. So imagine how it is in a shooting trying to get a woman to listen and small children that exactly. are screaming and hollering and you're trying to get them to fucking do what you say. Exactly. You're just like, a lot of oh. people don't think about that either. I was like, at first my wife got in shock. She was like, was that shooting? I'm like, yes. Grab our kid. Let's fucking go. And she's like, no, I don't think it was. I'm like, Julissa. I just grab my a, kid, start running. I hate that too. I hate that with women too, and they will not admit that. It's like when you tell them to do something, like you know, like yeah. it, it's, I, it's. I just hate to say it. Men, men think better than women in those situations because, like I said, some women just literally do not listen at all. Like my my uh, my youngest, his mom is so fucking hard headed that I I literally think they do that on purpose to be fucking because they are just defiant by fucking nature. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're trying to tell them something, but they get this little fucking mental, the sassiness kicks in and they think that they know what the fuck they talking about. I was like, woman, you don't know what the fuck you talking about. It's time to fucking go. Like they're shooting. Exactly. Like my, speaking on that, I, I'm going to tell you this is true because that same shooting that happened, we was at that fucking bar. Yeah. We was there with, uh, we met up with my boy who was talking to, well, we didn't meet up with him. He came with us. We met up with this girl that he was talking to. She had a group of, you know, friends with her too. And fucking the first motherfucking thing that she does when the shooting breaks out, <laughs> she runs to the front door trying to get, <laughs> so she runs to where the shooting is. Yeah. And we're trying to, we left him because yeah. I told him, let's go. He was like, uh, I got to make sure she's good. Da, da, this. And I, mm-hmm. dude, I was like, fuck her. I was, yeah. I was like, I, I don't give a fuck about her. I was like, I'm <laughs> going out the back door. You can go chase her if you want to and yeah. get fucking shot. But it was like, she was just so stupid that she decided to run out the front fucking door. 
And I was just like, well, she was like, they were, uh, this, it was, I, I wouldn't necessarily blame it on her. I blame it on the fucking security because the security dude that was working the door mm-hmm. pushed was pushing people out of the door, telling people to get out. Yeah. So the people that were close to the door, he was just like pushing them out. And she just willingly goes out the front door. And I was like, fuck no. Like they were literally shooting at the front door. Why the fuck would you want to get everybody out of there? Working security as long as I have, I realize with time, like that's just a false sense. And a lot of those motherfuckers have no idea what no they're doing. No fucking idea what they're doing. They're just some big motherfucker that got hired. Or, like, I, I wouldn't discredit a lot of them. Like, some people know know what they're doing, but a lot of people are not really trained for those situations. They are trained to fucking deal with people, drunk people at the door, denying people entry, or escorting people out. But it's just like, they, I think that that should be, you know, do you have some type of fucking, and, and that's you know, shit. firearms, fucking, you know, but fucking skills or something. It ends up coming down to the business model, though. Because, like, eventually, the guys who are good, they're going to send to the fucking, like, six-figure contracts, quarter-million-dollar contracts. And then for these fucking little bars and shit that are just paying a little more than the average, they're just like, hey, we just need a warm body there. If he Mm -hmm. looks the part, then it should be good. But they don't fucking account for, hey, if a big-ass brawl fucking happens. Like, I don't know if I told you that story when I was working uh, downtown over here, and uh, some dude ended up punching a, a chief warrant. Everybody was in ASUs. And as soon as I seen these dudes in ASUs, I was like, there's going to be a fucking problem. There was E7s, fucking 8s and 9s. Like, everybody's just fucking chilling. So one dude decided to think he was Billy Badass, right? So then uh, he goes and swings on this warrant. And then some other dudes come up to me. They're like, yo. Uh, they were like, hey, let us talk to him. They're like, hey, so, uh, uh, chief, you know, we're in the Army too or whatever. Like, what happened? He goes, oh, yeah, that dude just sucker punched me. He's like, oh, all right, bet. They chased this dude down. And they stomped him out so fucking bad. He went unconscious. Blood everywhere. I, I thought this man was dead, dude. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then you got other security dudes who were just panicking and shit. And I'm like, I know my job. If it passes this certain point and you decided to get yourself into some shit, it's not my job to help you anymore. Now it's on the police. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these dudes were like, oh, no, we need to go save him. We need to go be heroes and shit. I'm like, that's not our job. Because if I get fucking sued... Nobody's helping me with them bills. Yeah. So I was like, as long as there's no guns involved to where it's a fucking active situation to where this guy's actually going to fucking die. I'm here to secure the people inside, not outside. Exactly. I was like, they knew when they came outside. Now you're at your own discretion. This guy thought we were going to have his back. So he kept talking shit, kept trying to fucking go after this dude. And then next thing you know, he got what was coming to him. But I was like, yeah, you know, we did what we could. I was like, yo, back up, blah, blah. I was like. As soon as they knew where, who I was or whatever, they're like, all right, our bad, whatever. We don't want you to lose your job and shit. But I was like, if there was nobody in the army in that situation, they were going to kill this guy. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, dude, what I seen what this. What were you doing uh, moonlighting downtown? Fucking <laughs> it was, hooligans. It, yeah, it was just for extra money. But I was like, oh, you know, it, it'll sort itself out. But then I got this dude who wants to be a fucking hero, dude. He was like, no. he was the guy who wanted to be a cop but couldn't hack it. So he went into security. Oh god! And I'm like, you got Those a gun. Are the worst. Yeah, I was like, you got a gun on you, Those dude. Those are the worst. If these motherfuckers decide to jump you and take that gun, I'm sorry, fam. I'm not gonna be anywhere to be found if that gets in their hands. I ain't got shit on me. Was that like the worst thing you seen downtown? I know, I know. Every time, this is why I don't go downtown. Yeah, it's a soldier incident after soldier. Some some motherfucker. Uh, I think it was last week. Uh. Soldier got stabbed downtown. Yeah. Like it was a huge, I guess, fight yeah. or something like that. And motherfucker got stabbed. And I'm just like, 
this is why I don't go fucking downtown Colorado Springs. Motherfuckers would be playing them games. And that was the shit. Like, there was so many times because, like, I understand that five, four people are going to start shit. To where I, 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 like, when I'm getting into a fucking little debacle with someone that's drunk, I'm like, yeah, I get it, whatever. I would just blow it off. But as soon as you get to a point to where you're showing a certain sign of aggression, I'm going to have to check you. Because if I don't, all of a sudden you're going to think that, you know, this is something you're going to win. Yeah, I ain't got the patience for that. Yeah. I'd be fired probably like first day from like fighting somebody or something. Well, like that was that. this dude. He was like, I'm not going to lie. He was like 260, 270, six foot tall. Little chubby Mexican dude. At first he started cool, cool as fuck. But I was like, hey, you know, you're fucking dropping your drink all over people and shit. Like, we got to get you out. And then all of a sudden, slowly but surely, he started getting aggressive, uh, started fucking trying to push on me. So I pushed him down. I was like, I'm not asking you anymore, dude. <laughs> We're going to get out of this building or I'm going to take you out. He's like, you're going to do what? Then I just fucking grabbed him and put him against the wall. I was like, are you going to walk or am I going to walk you? Then he just seemed like my dudes come around. Then I always knew people there. So when my boys were like, you good? I was like, no, we're not going to stomp this dude out. Like, <laughs> What was I going to say? Are you, even, are you even allowed to do that in the, in the Army? Because, you know, Army got certain restrictions on certain shit. Well, first of all, you got to get the approval to work a second job or something like that. Yeah, like everybody this. was cool with it because I was already on my, the way out the door. And then on top of that, it was like the shit with Kaiser was going on. Oh, yeah. To where they were like, yeah, you, you got to have a plan. I was like, I just need extra money, but, you know. Let's transition into that fucking. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't do no intro because I don't do intros. But uh, Revere here is getting me out of the army uh, pretty soon. Uh, how long you been in? Three years. Three years. This motherfucker managed to get out on med board at 100%. But again, I wish I was smart enough to do that when I was at year three. Because though, I mean, I don't know. You're going to get a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the, I always think about that. <laughs> I was like, man, if, I always tell my fuckers if I was like, if I was smart, I would have fucking did this, this, and that. But I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get as much money as I, ex- I'm hoping and expecting to get. Not hoping, but really expecting to get. And fucking, I was like, because like at the three, at the three, it's still a good, it's still a decent amount of money. Yeah. Well, most of my, you won't have to work half as hard as the person, whatever job you go into, mm-hmm. you know, you be looking at the motherfucker next to you and like, damn, man, <laughs> you doing overtime this week because of this? I mean, Army got that covered. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've heard that from people that they got out, did no type of VA claim and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I hate that for people that, that well, not really, because I'm starting to realize why they didn't do it because mm-hmm. they were lazy. Mm-hmm. They were lazy, and they didn't think that it wasn't a matter of uh, I don't need it. Cause who the fuck don't need extra money? Exactly. I don't give a fuck what you say. You that extra money is fucking. It's a game changer. Exactly. It is a fucking game changer because it determines what how much work you're gonna put in for the rest of your life. For, I mean, you know. The shit is, is, like, I actually fucked up my back, but it just annoys me when it's, like, the people who are willing to do the work are usually the ones who know how to shitbag the system, and they know how to fucking get around and get 100% and have absolutely nothing wrong with them. Yeah. And then you got these dudes who actually have shit wrong with them, that they're going to go work another 10 years, breaking their fucking back, and then later on, after all the time is gone, like, ah, shit, I should have got benefits. Yeah, I should I should have did this, I should have did that, and it was just like, man, I'm not fucking... Like, it, but the, 
no matter what it is, I feel like you are owed some type of check regardless. Exactly. Because people don't understand the type of bullshit that you got to go through in this line of work. Exactly. It's not It's not too bad. But it's like, there are some, has there been days where <laughs> we have just been like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Oh, fuck. That's How many days, like, where did you, did you, did you ever see yourself doing this for a long time? Yeah, I mean, the goal originally was to actually do the 20 years, because, <sighs> yeah, that shit would have sucked. I mean, that's everybody's, that's every, it's not, I don't think that's everybody's goal. I think that's everybody's, like, game plan. Yeah. It's not the goal, it's just the game plan, because it's just like, you know that it's 20 years of secure pay, mm-hmm. benefits, and... In the begin, in the beginning, like you have all the drive in the world to do it because mm. you, this is what, when you feel like when you signed up for this, you feel like you were putting your all into something. So you just like you gotta go, you know, you could do that twenty because you, see, you see yourself as being able to do that twenty until about fucking you're like five years or less into it, and you yeah. just like you find yourself like, man, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like this twenty, uh, uh-uh. uh. I mean, for me, the whole thing was, is like, I was a full-blown ass adult before I even joined. So I already joined with a plan. And I was like, with this first contract, I'm already going to know what I already assumed. I was like, it's just going to be a bunch of bullshit. Because it's just like when you become a cop, like, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're going to be stopping bad guys and all this. Like, you see SVU and shit. But they don't go over how much paperwork it is. Oh, my God. The bullshit calls you have to take. Oh, my God. That's that's what I was like. I can't do another job like this. Yeah. And I and, and fucking... Another thing that since you already said it was like you were a full, you know, you were a grown man already. The thing that fucking kept you, well, really had you in the mindset of doing the 20s is like, I already got a wife and kids. Exactly. So I was like, I got to like, this is not just me making a living for myself. This is making me a living to support, you know, my already family. So it's like, I have to put 20 into something because I don't have, like, as you get older, the break in between transitioning from one thing to another thing has to be quick exactly. and time in a timely manner. It doesn't have to be like night day quick, but it's like, you have to have shit lined up for you to keep, continue going in life when you have kids in play mm-hmm. and a family to support. So doing this 20 fucking, and, uh, well, and also when you're younger too, cause a lot of people have that mindset of doing 20 cause they ain't got shit else to do. Yeah. Like the people that are in the military less than half, are not in this because like, yeah, I wanted to fucking, they didn't do that solely because they wanted to do it. Yeah. It's always something that's either a family issue or they don't know what to do with life. Exactly. And I, I, I was very appreciative of what the army gave me. Yeah. I, 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 as much as I shit on the army yeah. and we shit on the army yeah. at work <laughs> and fucking, I'm pretty sure people are tired of hearing you shit on the <laughs> army at work. I make sure. What is that third platoon that's up there? Yeah. Which I, I make sure. I talk so loud because I want those motherfuckers to hear. Yeah. I want all those fucking E5s and fucking some of the E6s, but for sure, like, E4 and E5 who think the world of that shit, I want them to hear, like, what you're doing and the time that you're in. And like I said, I think I'm thankful for everything that I've learned and and took from the Army. I'm just not thankful for the bullshit that I fucking took while it doesn't give you as much as you put in. Yeah. Like, let's be real and honest. Like, fucking, when I first came in, it was like a 50-50 thing. Like, I put in all this training, and it either led up to deployment or I had opportunities presented to me, a lot which I didn't take. If I could go back to my first year, I probably would have went to ranger school. Yeah. Or I probably would have, you know, dropped it, you know, SF packet or something like that. Or if I, if, But I didn't know none of those things. And that's one thing that sucks about the Army is, like, 
the stuff that you don't know is the result of what is the result of the dynamic of the army that everybody's there because mm. they have to be. Yeah. So they're only, you know, if they really liked it how they would, everybody would be encouraging and not only encouraging everybody, but allowing everybody to go seek all these opportunities that the army has to offer. And, and that was the shit that I was telling fucking silver. I was like, yeah, you don't have a wife, you don't have kids or whatever, and you think this is just, like, a bunch of bullshit because everybody that's here now just doesn't give a fuck. Like, we're either getting out, getting med-boarded, or fucking going on to something else. So I was like, bro, like, just continue with my plan, and if it doesn't work out, at least you have such a good foundation and you could detach from what you came from. Like, he, his mother was a fucking crackhead, fucking ended up dying from that shit. His father was a junkie, too, ended up going to prison for that shit. And his family is just a bunch of fucking... His family and friends are just... It, no offense, but fucking losers to society. He don't have no support system. Yeah. So that's why he came, you know, to something that... Yeah, so it was like... I was telling him, like, it's not like I'm trying to be your dad, but I understand how important a male role is when you're coming up as a kid. And I'm like, now you're coming into the army as what the society sees as a man. Now you're trying to figure yourself out with zero guidance. Like, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. So I'm like, you're still like, go ahead, go have fun, go do this, you know, dumb shit that you want to do for a little bit, but don't let it affect the rest of your life. Cause I was like, if you piss hot, you're fucked, dude. You're yeah, gonna get out. going right back to that, that lifestyle, and that's that's kind of you know what I was preaching to y'all, mm-hmm. and you know I mainly preached to everybody coming in. Now I was like, man, fucking, you know, take the opportunities that you have. Also, fucking make opportunities for yourself, and if don't don't go down the twenty year route because. You know, you might not like this, but also like start fucking actively looking at things and learning things and then, you know, have some type of game plan where you want to be in five years from now. If you get to the end of that five years, you can see yourself doing another five. Then cool. Exactly. But if you can't, then I was like, start learning about life so you can figure out other things. Life uses that as an opportunity Mm -hmm. to start learning out about life so you don't find yourself running to something like you did now, because like I said, everybody ran to this not because they they wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah, shit going on in life, and they had to fucking you know make something happen. So, but like I said, don't find yourself running back to this shit if this is not what you actually want to do. You're just doing it because it pays the bills, and don't you really pay the bills like that, man? We uh, are it, not. It, fucking, yeah, it depends. It depends how you look at it. It, it yeah, Cause it like, depends on how you fucking. It pays the bills, but you also like you find yourself restricted in a lot of ways like you ain't going out fucking yeah. with the you know the pay you make now and going to go finance you a, a brand new ass car i mean i could if i wanted to you could but, just... but also like i said it's it's not where you have it's not where you able to pay these these bills and have a huge chunk of money yeah i wish it was a point where fucking you know i pay all my bills and i got like two two grand say that i can put away yeah, you know, at the end of the month, and on top and, of that, having funny money and shit like that. Yeah, or it's just like, for what we do, we don't we don't get enough. No, I I, I agree we just that. got you know all together like a pay raise around four to six hundred dollars, depending on what it it is. And even still, I'd be feeling like that's not. I'd be feeling like I wish we got paid. I make you know a little over six thousand a month. It should be like eight. <laughs> for all the shit that we deal with that is true you gotta like you gotta understand like we have to get up in the morning be at work before 
at probably, you know, six o'clock. We have to be at work at six o'clock. So you're going to be there a little bit early. If on a typical day, you could be at work from anywhere from fucking six o'clock in the fucking morning till six o'clock in the evening yeah. or five. I'll say five o'clock. That is a long time you're at work. Yeah. Not to mention you go to the field and you deal with all this shit. You yeah. are doing more than the average person does, you know, on a day to day, you know, work schedule basis. Granted, a lot of times we sit on our asses. <laughs> yeah. But you're you're not you're kept from doing a lot of other things. The only reason why we sitting on our ass is because they're not allowing us to go do other stuff. Which is like like I said, I did that a lot when I was a private, but also there were things that you were allowed to go do. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like it was an endless amount of wave of people going to aerosol mm. every fucking month. You ain't got that opportunity presented to you once as a fucking private. No. There was an endless amount of times where you just, you had all these other opportunities to go all these other places where now it's just like the army tailors fucking sending people to places based off of if it benefits the unit. Exactly. Which that ain't even a whole lot of opportunities to do shit. No. Like everybody it's going to get to a point where everybody has the same shit on AERB mm-hmm. and it's either fucking Raven course, either in fucking uh you either in Raven course the Hazmat, fucking UPL, shit like that. That's yeah. it. But you know what I mean? Like it's nothing. Like yeah, I went to fucking. I had an opportunity though. Though I'm in a ground ground unit, I, I got I had an opportunity to go to airborne school. Yeah. Or though you know I was in this, I had an opportunity to go to you know aerosol. I feel like as big as fucking Fort Carson is, they should have an aerosol course there. Yeah. As big as that fucking place is, because Fort Drum is tiny as fuck compared to fucking. Uh, Fort Carson, but they have an aerosol course there. Mm. Why? I don't know why, but they have one there. But that's the shit. It's like you can almost like you probably, I would say you probably have like 70% control of what you can do in the army. But the shit is without a war in a combat MOS. <laughs> Speaking of the no war thing, yeah. I was going I was going to bring that up and it's going to fuck everybody else over in the exactly. army. And it's, it's, it's already been fucking everybody over that I I said it's like we don't need no war, you know. Where people ain't been to war shouldn't be saying that they want to go to war because they haven't been in the war to say that they want to go to war, and they haven't been in the shitty the shitty parts of the war. Exactly. Because I consider myself not to have been in the shitty parts of the war because like I legitimately feel like at the end of two thousand thirteen fourteen mm. is when like the war was just literally just dying on its yeah. last breath. So every deployment I went on after that was just like fucking. Wasn't really shit. Though my second one was pretty cool because of the type of the things that we were doing on the deployment and the, the different things that I got to see other than being on a, just the same fob, some small-ass fob, and fucking, we, you know, we were just going on missions pertaining solely to our, our company on yeah. that fob. That was a different dynamic of deployment. Then there was another dynamic where we were on the huge fob in Kandahar, and we were going on, you know, different type of missions, whether it be guardian angel missions it was pretty cool because you got to see cool people. You got to see, like, special forces, tackies, yeah. and fucking... We ran in the Ranger Battalion one night, and even, like, private security one time. And um, so you got to see that type of deployment. But I was like, the, like, the reason why we're doing everything we're doing now because there ain't no war. All this mm-hmm. training, this back-to-back shit where the year's already planned out for us, mm-hmm. which it always was, but it wasn't as much as shit like how it is now. It was just like, that's what it's, it's, it's draining people more than what it would have back in back then. 
because all we doing is you know we're we're nonstop going to the field. Yeah, that's why you see motherfuckers now, like you know getting out. You yeah. see motherfuckers getting out as fucking E eights and E sevens. Yeah, because it's like damn, you know this shit is fucking a lot more than what it used to be. Because it used to be you have like you know your primary training events where it be squad law fires, platoon law fires, company battalions, and then huge gaps in between that shit. Mm-hmm. To where you just d- came and did regular day to day work shit, mm-hmm. and you know you had your you know few ranges here in between where you know they had the M4 ranges, SAR ranges, EIB and stuff like that, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like it's literally as soon as these motherfuckers get back from there, they got all this shit planned out until they go to fucking Korea. Yeah, and I know for sure when they go to fucking Korea, fucking they gonna be doing training there. Yeah. They already said EIB and all that other bullshits are going to be Oh, happening. they already said that? Yeah. Oh, psst. yeah. So, so you're going to get motherfuckers that's going to quit. And I, I know for sure they're going to quit. And it, it was something that I fucking seen. I'm going to Google this. Fucking, uh, and it's going to fuck everybody else over because everybody else is looking at this situation. And I'm, I don't know if you, you heard about it with the fucking whole special forces at Fort Bragg right now. No, I haven't. Uh, oh, the, the trafficking ring? Yeah. Yeah. Special forces for like an angry cops to talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so yeah. funny. I didn't think I I clicked on that video thinking that it was gonna be something like he was just gonna be actually talking about it. The motherfucker yeah. talked about it. It was so fu- I couldn't even take it serious, but I was so drawn into it because of the way that he was like explaining it. It was so funny. He goes, but, "This man gave the most." Stupid made sense answer ever. He's yeah, like, you got training. One thing he board. said that he he said that he was like they're reasoning for they're hearing the reasoning for well they think the reasoning for is because soldiers are bored. Yeah, and they was like that's such a bullshit excuse. And I was like that's literally what it is. You ain't, like you got these motherfuckers that doing all this training, and and it has to be even worse for them because oh, imagine yeah. being special forces. You waited your whole life to be this. Your yeah. special forces, you ain't never gonna see combat. Yeah, you're the tip of the spear with nothing to kill. Like nothing to nothing to do with it. And that's the reality of the situation. A lot of people don't understand. Like that is literally the reality of the situation. And I make and though I make fun of people for that, I only make fun of the dickheads for it. Oh yeah. But people don't understand it's like, man, these people got this all this training and expertise and they they finally they're at a level where, you know, they're gonna get respect. But they also gonna get they gonna get they they're mainly getting their respect from these nine these these other lesser you know people in the military that yeah. have never seen combat so of course these dudes like they're but that's not enough for them no they want to be I think that there's probably a divide in that community just like it's it's gonna be a divide here soon in in our little small regular army community that is like the motherfuckers who've been deployed or even especially have seen combat. They're going to start fucking looking at these motherfuckers that are peers. They're fucking peers. And like, motherfucker, you ain't never been to war. So shut the fuck up. Exactly. Or, you know, you ain't never done this. You ain't never done that. And it's going to set in for a lot of people. It's like, I've never been to. What what the fuck am I doing this for? Exactly. Never been to war. And they're going to start lashing out, doing dumb shit. Because they got, they they ain't got nothing to do. They're not occupied with their time. And so it's just like, you know. But another thing with that is, it's just the generation of people that you have anyone in. You know, the average Special Forces person now is like anywhere between 27 years old and 
like 22. Yeah. That motherfucker, it comes from this generation of wild, young-ass people yeah. that do dumb shit. Exactly. You can get on social media every single day and see motherfuckers doing dumb shit. So you think some of them motherfuckers wasn't just... All, all you really got to do, you just got to be a little smart, mm-hmm. be able to comprehend shit out of fucking, you know, what you're being taught, and you just have to be fit, mm-hmm. and you got to tab. Mm-hmm. But also, you can be just an immature, dumb motherfucker in his 20s that just do dumb shit. But you're fit. <laughs> but that, that, and, and there ain't never been no shortage on that. Like, every no. stage of the fucking, but it's really bad now because, like I said, you just get these, you get, get these motherfuckers that don't give a fuck. Exactly. That literally think that they can just do whatever they want and it goes unchecked. So, imagine fucking putting a tab on that motherfucker and setting him off into the wild. Exactly. Like these, like I, I don't think that they understand that. It's just like, but that's why I try to tell people, like, just because that motherfucker's special forces don't make him no. any better than you. He was just strong and fucking. He went to the course and he survived it. Yeah. Not to mention fucking. There's like, there was a thing, and I and I still think that it goes on to this day. I don't give a fuck what they're talking about. Where it was like it started to be a shortage on them. Mm-hmm. So uh, they also changed the dynamic on the course where that I think they shortened it and. It's not shortened by that much, but uh, they also stopped failing people for shit that fucking they would go on and learn, you know, have a better understanding and become better experts at what they failed at in their unit because that's all you're going to do afterwards is train some more on that shit. Exactly. So why fail you during the course when, you know, if had you had a through, through time on that same thing that you failed, you become an expert later on on so fucking now you got these people that are in there now and it's just like that's what it is. I would be okay with that if I didn't have an understanding of the army already. Like we got mortars that come in and there was a bunch of people that were passed with me that literally had no fucking idea. But that's different. That's different. And I think it's worse that because we do the same thing, but it's worse for us. Yeah. Because it's you way got worse. these people that come in and not know a goddamn thing. But it's, it's also to the point now where it used to be fucking, there was only one person, and I've literally seen it, we literally seen it with our eyes, where he was older when mm-hmm. he joined, way older than everybody else. Everybody's like 19, 20 years old, and he was already like pushing 30. Mm-hmm. So this motherfucker, already, they just, you know, like we're not going to put this old ass dude with these young ass kids, you know, in the mortar squads. We're going to make him the FDC mm-hmm. RTO. Mm-hmm. So he can learn this part of it and since he's older. Huge mm-hmm. mistake. Because this motherfucker didn't learn shit about the gun. Nope. So he would come out there because, you know, as time went on, and this was afterwards, you know, everybody's like E5s at this point. And I heard that he got in. Well, I seen, too, we doing gun drills. And, you know, the senior dudes, fucking senior E5s and shit like that, we fucking going back and forth with each other on the gun. Cause we experts at this shit. We done mm-hmm. we didn't took this shit to combat with us, and fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So fucking, you know, he gets on the gun completely ass. <laughs> Cause he never fucking did gun shit. He yeah. skipped past they. He bypassed all that shit, and they made him RTO and kept him there as FDC because he was older. Sucked at the gun, mm-hmm. and it sucks so bad for us because like, and it's even worse because like I said, on a you know average day, being honest, all you gotta do is show up. Yeah. To work and survive the day. Exactly. And we don't go do mortar shoots. We don't, you know, we can go do, you know, train and do gun drills, but that's all 
now motherfuckers are trained on is just doing gun drills. But even just doing gun drills doesn't help because I was yeah. like, because be nobody's opening a fucking book at all. Exactly. I, I know that. I know that for sure. Not a goddamn person is opening a book. All everybody's doing is giving that same old ass handout mm-hmm. when they get to a fucking mortar unit or fucking uh, just a unit in general. Because you see it with the Bravos, they give them max effective range of this, this, and that. Just mm-hmm. just the regular standard shit for them to memorize. Tell them to memorize that. Nobody's actually opened the book. No. None of those, none of those TCs, or, or what they used to be called, you know, FMs and you know TMs. Ain't nobody yeah. opening that shit no more. No. And it's crazy because these are the same people that are supposed to be the ones. You are the ones that's in charge of pulling the trigger of your own gun, or mm-hmm. sending some rounds off somewhere where mm-hmm. you have no idea what you know where you're sending them to. Mm-hmm. And but like I said. It's it's not they not relying on that no more. All they were just relying on who's been here the longest and yeah. who hasn't gotten in trouble. Yeah, and that's what they making promotions based off of. Yep. And it's crazy because a lot of our mortars are promoted and they ain't done a goddamn thing. No, I try not to take it into account. It was like damn. I was like <laughs> I look at them like I'm an old head. I'm like these motherfuckers ain't never deployed. I remember when I was by the time I had got promoted to E5, I had already went on deployment. I went to air assault. And I fuck some shit up. Yeah. And I know I know what the fuck I'm doing. These motherfuckers, all they were just only here for three years. Yeah. That was it. That's all I had to do. <laughs> and I was just like, damn. I but I that's what you should be happy. That's the main thing you should think about. You're happy that you're getting out for. Yeah. Because you ain't gotta be here to witness the fucking downfall of that. Yeah. Because trust and believe it's gonna be a downfall of that. After NTC, like I ended up injuring myself that very next month, but I, it was already in the back of my mind. I was like, if I had to deploy with these dudes, I'm probably not coming back. Like, God forbid. At all. Yeah, because when, even when I was in basic, we had that shit with fucking Iran coming up, then fucking uh, North Korea started fucking mouthing off, and then this Russia shit happens. I was like, if, if we get in any one of these wars, we are getting fucking clapped. And I was like, the the fucking dudes that I have on my gun, like, I was like, you guys think, like, that the new kid we just got, he goes, yeah, I joined to kill people. I was like, do you really know what it entails to fucking kill yeah. somebody? I was like, you think they're not going to shoot back at you? You think they're going to stay still and wait for you to shoot at them like they're a paper target? I was like, imagine having to do handheld and shit. I was like, do you know what charge and, you know, how to actually read or, like, do what? <laughs> And everybody thinks of it as it's going to be like another war like Afghanistan. Fuck. And even that was a a hard war to fight. Uh, But I was like, the next one will be, you know, near peer or peer to peer. Like, it's a whole reason why we don't do this fucking this. It ain't no just we 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 walking in, you know, patrolling and shit like that. And every unit's turning to mounted units and all this shit. Like, there's a reason for that, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And it's changing before your very eyes. And I was like, there's a reason why. You're not even looking in the reason why. Because you're so hell-bent on getting over there. Until you get over there, you're like, damn, these motherfuckers have mortars, too. Accurate it, mortars. Exactly. These motherfuckers have a <laughs> fleet of planes just like we do. So, though it'll be fucking air-to-air and surface-to-surface and ground-to-ground, you know, it'll be equally matched. I was like, the fact that it's equally matched should scare the fuck out of you. Because I was like, I ain't even been to that, and I don't want no parts of that. And that's the shit. I'm like, just being real. Like it's just like <laughs> motherfuckers. Like I was like, I don't know about y'all. I was like, if I if I have to, I will. But yeah. I was like, that's not what you. That's not what I want to do. Fuck no. 
Fuck no. That's I'll, not what you want to do. And I was like, there's a reason why we not truly involving ourselves directly in what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Because that's not what our government wants to do. Fuck. They no. know. It, you know, though we will fuck up another country, it's going to be a lot of bloodshed in the midst of that. Exactly. And I was like, a lot of you motherfuckers that's in this motherfucker waiting that shit out, waiting for that to happen. I was like, man, that's not what you want. They, because they envision pre or like post invasion though. I was like that initial invasion. It's gonna be hard. There's gonna be so many casualties. I was like, imagine World War. Man, listen, not to mention <laughs> they not. We just thinking about the overall. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine the initial invasion. So, oh my god. They're for one gonna have, you know, paratroopers. You know, the eighty second probably going first to secure. All these areas. So just put yourself in the 82nd unit first. Or just put yourself in any unit. So send the 82nd in to secure all our landing areas. Mm. Send a bunch of pathfinders in there to fucking make the landing areas. So now you got all these people just, you know, they fly in. It's not, it's, it's probably going gonna, it's, it's to be endless days of uh, fortifying that area. So you're going to be filling sandbags. Fucking yeah. making yourselves bunkers, fighting positions, and all this shit. That's if they make it. Like, these motherfuckers yeah. have radar capability that just too. like we do. They that have too. fucking... So maybe maybe it won't be like that. Maybe we'll bomb the shit out of something first, and then we'll fucking go try to secure somebody's airport or something like that. But even and then, we, we got to dis- we gotta take the- care of their destroyers first. Mm-hmm. Because you go and you land, they're like, all right, bet. And they just bomb this shit out of you right. from the sea. There's so many, there's so many <laughs> things that you think of that start to come to mind. Like I said, these motherfuckers ain't thinking about. But I'm just thinking about, like, just imagine. It oh. ain't going to, bitch, it ain't going to be like fucking no. you went on deployment to fucking Korea and everything was already there set up for you. Exactly. You had Wi-Fi, bed to sleep <laughs> in, a defect to go to. Fucking, or it ain't gonna be like Kandahar or fucking Bagram in Afghanistan. These mm. massive ass bases that literally have everything at your disposal, and you want for nothing. Exactly. Bitch, you're gonna get there. You're gonna be shitting in a fucking hole for the first three months of probably maybe the entire deployment because you're too busy building up the place that you you don't want to be the first motherfuckers that go in there. No, because you gotta build up everything that like even I didn't have to do that, but it was just like. Somebody had, I got to a place, and I was like, somebody had to have done all this shit. And I wonder what it was like when they didn't have none of this shit here. Yeah. All these hard standing buildings wasn't here when I first got here. So you, what people, uh, you got to watch is the, the Generation, what is it, Generation Kill or something like that? Have you ever watched that show? It's on no. HBO. It talks about the initial invasion into Iraq. That shit sucked. <laughs> that shit was doo-doo. It sucked so goddamn bad. Yeah. I was like... They didn't have half as much. First of all, it was early 2000s. So mm-hmm. you didn't have none of the shit that we have now, the you know, the technology and advances. Or I just think about, uh, you know, I would always think about the people that can fucking, you know, the older people. That is one yeah. star major that complained about the people in the tower. Like, you, y'all motherfuckers got these air conditionings and all this shit in here. Fuck, we have none of this shit back in the day. And I also thought he was a bitch-ass motherfucker for bringing that up. And I was like, yeah, because, yeah. you know, I'm sorry that we decided to treat each other humane. It was like, maybe we should put some air conditioners in these hot-ass towers if they're going to be pulling 12-hour shifts in here. Exactly. But I also thought about it. I was like, damn, it sucked when they didn't have them goddamn fucking air conditioners in them hot-ass towers. So I was like, so imagine you doing that. You go with nothing but what you have in your rucksack. 
you ain't gonna have all this shit where you go on deployment. You can uh, throughout the deployment, mm. you get an opportunity to order new uniforms and t-shirts and socks and yeah. all this shit. Fucking, or you can just go buy it. But uh, you didn't get the socks and t-shirts, but you got fucking uniforms and shit. But imagine you just go with that standard four uniforms that they fucking issued you. Exactly. Fucking, you know, whatever's in your ruck, wherever you fit in your rucksack and maybe a duffel bag fucking to sustain you for the whole nine months, what you got. You ain't got no washing machines, none of that and shit. And that's that's Fuck being yeah. that's being hopeful that you only have to stay the nine months. Yeah. Like you might be there and just end up being fucking stuck. But imagine how <laughs> it used to be. Because people forget deployments used to be twelve and fifteen months. Exactly. So I was like, all these people that think that they can fucking go like imagine going to survive without any of that shit. And you know for sure. You know for sure because fucking how things are nowadays, everything's getting put on social media instantly. Yeah. You ain't allowed to have no phones. So say goodbye to that. You ain't allowed to bring no laptop. Say goodbye to that because they already know people ain't going to be able to control themselves. Mm -hmm. Because you can look up fucking videos from both sides of Russia and Ukraine of them Mm -hmm. just posting shit. Posting shit. OPSEC violations every fucking day. Yep. You know for sure we ain't going for that. Fuck no. Hell no. You ain't allowed to have your phone in a box and fucking NTC or JRTC. So that shit is out the window till they figure it out at least. Yeah. And... So all these things that you think you're going to be over there with it, they're not thinking about at all. They're not thinking about like, damn, the day-to-day for nine months is going to suck dick. If I survive that, if I don't get my wig split in the first month or week that I'm there. That's what I'm saying. Like the only ammo you have is what you have. Like waiting on a resupply is a fucking dream. Yeah. You're not going to be able to just go to a store. Though we be a little bit faster than what the, you know, early 2000s was when the war kicked off in Afghanistan, things would be logistically planned a lot better than what it was because we everything we do now is a product of what how we used to do things. But I was like, it's not going to be no cakewalk for you motherfuckers like y'all think it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, these dudes also have strategy and also have fucking the means and capability yeah, yes. to shoot that shit down. Yes. To where, like, oh, yeah, you remember we said we were going to fucking bring you guys shit after six months? Well, uh... Yeah. You're kind of stuck now, yeah. dude. There's there's been times where I I don't I don't even, I always forget the shitty parts of deployment. Even you know where we were on Kandahar, the power would fucking go out. Yeah. And these motherfuckers now, are shooting at the birds with RPGs and shit. N- or no, like our generators would break down. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything runs off generated power, yeah. but we have these massive generators. Or we were on the smaller files like my first deployment where we, we have generators. But imagine a generator going down on a, a, a small file. Oh, my Lord. I forget the days where we had no power. So you couldn't charge any of your electronics. First of all, on my first deployment at that, that, um, on that file, we didn't have Wi-Fi. You had to go to like the MWR yeah. to get on a computer. And fucking, there was only like 20 computers. But if the the internet's down because the fucking Taliban way somewhere else, them fucking shot down, shot up a fucking antenna or the Afghan army hit it with fucking artillery mm-hmm. and broke the shit. Fucking it would fuck up our our internet signal. So we didn't have no internet for a week or something like that. Oh, my God. A week would uh, might as well feel like a month without fucking power or and, electricity. Yeah. Now imagine the fucking the mental health of the people that are in now. Yeah. Uh, 
Like they have power giving, and internet their whole yeah, life. Yeah, just access to it. Yeah. And that's why I was like, y'all don't understand what it feels like to go without that shit. And it, like you can go without it here and you'd be okay. Yeah. If you if your Wi-Fi went down because you could at least play a video game offline yeah. or you could watch a movie or something offline. But I was like, imagine you don't have that luxury of doing that at all. Or like mm-hmm. I said, the power go out and all of a sudden you wasn't prepared and your your, your laptop's at fucking twenty fucking percent. You're fucked. Exactly. Until that shit goes back up, and you don't know when that shit's gonna go back up. There was time. Oh my goodness, there was times where it just it, like your your morale would go from yeah. one hundred to zero instantly <laughs> because there's nothing to fucking do but just sit and stare at each other. Yeah. You could probably play spades and you know find something to do, but eventually, you're like, damn, I want to get on the internet. People say that they don't need the fucking internet, and social media, till they ain't fucking life. got it, yep. and they ain't got it. It's not because they. It's not by choice. Yep. Bitch, you're forced to go without Wi-Fi, and it was like, all of a sudden shit sucks. All of a sudden shit's boring. So people don't think about that, or it's just like you eating MREs days on end. That how why I like MREs so fucking much because there was a point in time where the uh, we went on this mission. That was only supposed to last. I think we were supposed to be out for just five days or something, a week. And we was going to rotate back to the main five. That five days turned to 25 fucking days. And when I say that was the longest 25 days of my life, 25 days don't seem like a lot. Oh, it's only a month until you're there. Exactly. And you ain't got no Wi-Fi. You eating MREs every fucking day. And I literally ate, uh, I forgot what, it was a, it was a chicken chicken pasta something penny mm. pasta and when i tell you that shit turned the it, that was my first time eating it and i i was like this is fucking disgusting because it was so greasy mm. fucking you can literally drain it and just see this nasty ass liquid coming out of it mm. when i tell you day one was completely different from day 25 i couldn't stop eating that motherfucker afterwards I would make sure that I had that motherfucker every time I went to the field afterwards because, like, I ate that shit so fucking – I made sure I eat, ate one every fucking day. And it was just like those things uh, – and not taking a bath for 25-plus days. Yeah. That's one thing, too. Uh, uh, fucking – we seen what it felt like not to take a, a bath for a long period of time our first time when we went to NTC. Mm-hmm. Fucking – how good it felt to take a bath afterwards and put on a brand new uniform. Yeah. Now imagine going an entire month without taking a bath or more. It sucks. It's trash. It, it fucking, <laughs> you feel like shit when you wake up. You just, you just don't feel good. And no. I was like, these motherfuckers ain't thinking about the small things, but we no. minimize that shit. That's our problem. We minimize going through those things because fucking we're so used to going through those things. Yeah, and then us just having that American complex is yeah. just like we downplay so much shit until it comes down to it. Until you don't have it. Exactly. Like, we're bringing in kids. Like, these kids are born in the early 2000s. Like, I remember when the iPhone first came out. I remember when fucking we Windows XP was still a fucking thing. Like, I remember, like, the oldest of shit to where now these kids have lived on the up, most updated fucking source of technology Tear it away life. from them. Tear it away from them. And fucking watch what, Watch how they start destroying each other. Look at just basic training right now. Just basic training. They're like, oh, we got to give them more phone time because these guys are losing their fucking mind mm-hmm. without being able to go on their Instagrams and shit. And that's why I said that's what's going on with the... Uh, well, it's the complete opposite because now they got all... Well, I mean, like I said, you got... They're here and they don't have... 
they they don't have that balance to where fucking they're they're having something to do with their training. Now it's just like, man, I ain't got shit going on, and now I got this bright idea. Let's start a fucking prostitution ring yeah. and fucking drug trafficking and fentanyl. And it's just like, it's crazy to see. But that's going to affect y'all because they're going to look at that as, oh, fucking, we need to keep these dudes fucking gainfully yeah. employed so they don't fucking nothing stupid happens and fucking when they get off work. And I was like, nah, that's going to be that's gonna be the complete opposite because they're going to – they going to get off work and they just going to want to do more dumb shit or on a leave or something like that. Or like I said, the bottom line is like, they're not, it's too much of that going on without too much of an opportunity for them to do something for themselves on the job to where they yeah. enjoy the job. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, there's no way in hell if I was special forces, that would be something that I would want to do. Yeah. There's yeah. no way in hell. Yeah. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't. I, even I if even I knew about it, it I'm like, get yeah. the fuck away from me. I don't want no parts of it. Exactly. I don't want no parts like... of it. But the problem is, too, is like these people haven't been in trouble like that before. Exactly. They haven't been in a situation where it's just like, you know, me. I did shit when I fucking, before I joined the Army to where when I came in the Army, I knew what was in stake, and I was like, I'm not fucking with it. But that's like this whole Andrew Tate shit, though. Like, <laughs> to the fucking T, it, it was an identical story. When you hear what he got caught up with. And what these SF dudes got caught the, up with. It's, 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 the, uh, it's the untouchable mindset shit. Exactly. Where they feel like fucking, they've built, they built up such a persona, such a fucking personality, and such a fucking fall, a huge following base, and they put themselves on this huge pedestal that they just became just these arrogant motherfuckers and felt like, you know, like nothing could ever happen to me. I'm Andrew Tate. Exactly. And I'm fucking, the new Tate, Until dude. fucking, it was like, damn, I'm in jail. <laughs> Probably the rest of my probably life. what the fuck I did because fucking they thought that they was just Mr. Untouchable. And it's just like, that's how it is in, in that community. And you, like I said, you, you see the average motherfucker at work that's regular infantry yeah. that they feel like they just Mr. Billy Badass and can't be touched. Imagine how it is Special Forces. Exactly. You got that long with the, with the motherfuckers that, that, you know, you put that generation of person and give him a fucking a, a long tab and then just... It's a recipe for a fucking disaster. And they're constantly told, like, this long tab is a prestigious title. Like, yeah, which know, it is. I'm it not is. trying to take that away from exactly. you. Exactly. But when you use it as a means of, like, you know, it is, it, it, like, this is immunity from anything. Exactly. That's the problem. That, that'd be, that's the first thing that fucking gets you fucked up. And like I said, a lot of fucking regular command is looking at that. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about it. Everybody sees it. Everybody is looking at it as just like, we cannot we cannot afford for that to happen with us. So we're gonna fucking tighten up the leash and fucking make shit. But they kind of can't even do that right now because the retention and the recruiting numbers are just fucking dropping. It's gonna every change. Day. It's gonna change. You think so? It's gonna change. Uh-uh. They're gonna because they're, they're they're only making shit worse. Exactly. You know what I mean? By fucking you look at fucking uh, the dude. In the mortar platoon. I'll say his name because he ain't going to listen to this. And even if he did, I'll say his name because it's fucked up. Uh, Horda. Yeah. The motherfucker got a DUI. I don't know the situation completely, but I just know he got a DUI. Mm -hmm. Some type of driving while intoxicated. Mm -hmm. That was was just, no, you're you're fucking out Mm -hmm. back then because it was just like, we don't fucking need you. Uh, You know, and then... They retain him. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker goes to ALC, and from what I hear, this isn't me making this up. This is just what other people said. 
And uh, so, you know, I'm not going to say that they're lying, but I mean, it seems to be the case. He goes to ALC, Advanced Leader Course, for people that don't know, um, and fails ALC. Not only fails ALC, but fails Mortar Tactics. The thing that that's your job to do. And you fail that portion of it. That's wild. But the, the, it, he's staying in. And all it is is showing other people is just like, you know, you can fuck that out of this. But like I said, it's just going to come back and bite them in the ass. Yeah. Because they're keeping all these, they keeping all these jackasses in there or these people that fucking, you know. I understand, you know, it was the same concept of what we talked about. Like, you know, we shouldn't fail them for something that they could, you know, yeah. get better and better with over time. It was like the dude's shown over time that he ain't the person for the job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because fucking, you know, he can talk good and run fast, fucking... I guess that's a reason to keep them. But, I mean, like I said, I, I just come from a different background. Of, like, they wasn't fucking with you. If you fucked up these many things back to back, you know, you, you, you just, like, you fucked it up for yourself at that point. I yeah. can see if it was one thing, but it was, like, the fact that he had that and then he goes to school. They retain him. He goes to school and he fails for that. It was just, like, back then, it was, like, you, know, like, you, you you're done. Yeah. You, you're done. And that, that's my whole shit that killed my view on the army after fucking coming out of NTC, seeing how bad that shit was. And then on top of that, like, you see people getting in trouble, nothing happening to them. And then you got people like me, like, I actually gave a shit about my job. I actually fucking took my own time actually learning things, like, trying to be better in my craft and shit. And then the people that are getting promoted are just fucking complete shit bags. And then you have people that are below you who see them and they're like, why the fuck do I need to try, dude? Mm-hmm. I can get a DUI and still get promoted. What What do I got to do? That was that was the same thing for me. And while I kind of, by the time y'all met me, I had already let off the gas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had already far let off the gas. I fucking showed y'all some shit. Fucking let y'all know some shit. But I wasn't like the you know the goal. I, I first of all, I never really was that. But I wasn't the dude that just. I wasn't in the mindset of giving a fuck at all. Yeah. Because I already had my mindset of, I'm like, I'm done after this. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for my time. And I'm just managing the dudes underneath me. But I'm going to fucking, you know, make sure they're well taken care of. Mm-hmm. But also, it was like, I, I just didn't give a fuck. Because I just, over more and more, I just was seeing the dudes next to me that was just, he didn't, you know, this motherfucker didn't do shit to earn where he's at. This motherfucker ain't do shit. This motherfucker don't know a goddamn thing. And you that, know what I mean, like, I know for sure, I still to this day still claim the fact that I am probably one of the best motherfuckers to come out of that unit as far as, like, how to shoot mortars in a while. Yeah. And it's probably going to be like that for, you know, just a while longer. Mm. because And it just made me not give a fuck because it was just like, this dude can come to work and not have put in any effort or work and not know a goddamn thing. And this motherfucker is the same as me. Mm-hmm. Glidden, he's a goddamn staff sergeant, because fucking he was just in long enough. And we or he was he was he was there, and they needed somebody to fucking you know eventually you know dot out of this you know. But it's just like I've never I that motherfucker will never amount to me. Not because he ain't never deployed or he ain't never you know killed nobody. Because I, like I like I said, the shit I've seen this motherfucker do, I was like I don't understand this motherfucker. Like you know that shit that fucking I would have you know did as a fucking specialist, but. Or something like that, but I was like, this motherfucker's doing this as a fucking NCO, and it's just like this dude still has his job at the end of the day. And that and they, that, that was my shit too. Like we fucking like 
when we go out do gun drills and shit, and I just see these fives and sixes that talk all this shit, and then when it comes down to it, don't know their job, yeah. and they fuck up way more than any specialist I know, let alone any private, and I'm just like... Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, our job isn't fucking taught the way it's legitimately supposed to be taught. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, not even... Like, th- those E5s and shit like that, they don't... They don't know what they what I knew as an E5. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even, like I said, how to run a fucking a squad. Like, mm-hmm. your responsibility as a, you know, a squad leader. And, I, you know, you can, ask, you can go ask all them other, like, what's the first thing you do when you fucking, you know, da-da this? You know, you, you got to set up a gun. And no nobody will give the right answer. No. And it's because, like, like I said, it, it just ain't taught like that. But at the same time, I understand why it ain't talked like that because we don't get the opportunity to be taught like that or we're not put in a situation where we have to be taught like that. But like I said, most dudes come, you know, they get here and all you got to do is survive. Yep. All you got to do is survive long enough and you, you, you a man for the job and it sucks. Well, like I said, I won't be around to see it, but the army going to be around to fucking see the error in their ways. Cause like I said, they going to see that when it, when it actually matters and these dudes got to go do something, like like they was talking about earlier where Georgian told us like none mm. of those dudes brought side armor or soft armor. Mm. And they don't understand why you need that. Exactly. That shit will literally protect you from if something explodes, it will protect you from catching the frag. And that's the thing. They have it in their mind like, oh, if my gun blows up, then I'm going to be dead anyways. But I'm like, if the truck next to you blows up and it's yeah. just fucking shrapnel and a bunch of truck parts and shit flying your way. Yeah. And you're not on a uh, you're not on a portion of the live fire where it requires you to wear plates. And it's so yeah. crazy because no matter what we were at, like how it first was when I first came in, we didn't get a place issued to us. I don't know why. I, th- I think it was like a, an inventory thing where they didn't have enough. So yeah. or it, it also kept people from like fucking having them, either getting them stolen. That was yeah. probably a reason why and them, them getting broken. Mm. Or, uh, cause you can break those motherfuckers contrary to belief or, uh, you know, just, you know, shit happening to them. Yeah. So we didn't, we only got an issue to us if we were going to a live fire. But outside of that, it was just like, if you didn't have fucking, uh, you did, if you didn't have your place in, you had your soft armor in, because like I said, if something happened, it would keep, that shit would literally stop fucking fragmentation. Mm. But these motherfuckers don't understand that. No. They think that fucking like, we're not doing a live fire. So we don't need this mm-hmm. like, and take that shit out and, or just completely. It, this is why I was like, this is why you can't have. This is why you can't come up with a, a rule because my, it just get watered down, watered yeah. down, watered down, watered down. The reason why they didn't tell them to wear fucking soft armor and fucking side plates and NTC is because motherfuckers was patrolling. and They couldn't handle that heat. Nope. Which is, which is crazy because like I come from like they're going to make you get used to that heat. Exactly. You gonna get used to this fucking heat. We gonna train you not to be a heat casualty. That was number one, one of the number one priorities. I've mm-hmm. never was a heat cat. I was almost a heat cat my first day in in Kandahar, southern Afghanistan, was just hot beyond belief. And we deployed there literally the day before Jan, uh, Fourth of July. So we got there right on Fourth of July. But oh my god, it was so hot. And fucking, we got there. We had to walk a mile to the fucking billeting place where they assign you your barracks and shit. Mm. So we had to, got off the bird literally with our rucksacks and fucking duffel bag and rifle. And I'm, we're walking a mile to the fucking place to figure out where they were going to put us. Then we had to walk back. 
by the time I made it there and I fucking was smoked beyond belief. I literally tore open a pallet of water and it was hot. The water was hot as fuck after sitting outside in 115 degree weather. And I fucking just, I didn't give a fuck. I was chugging water. I was like, I'll never come to uh, overseas dehydrated again. The problem was I came overseas dehydrated. I was not drinking no water. That was, uh, it wasn't until my second deployment where I actually started working out and taking care of my body and shit. And fucking, I was like, yep, never again. Uh, but I was like, they don't teach these motherfuckers now not how not to be a he cat exactly at all. They just there's no there's no training or no um, what is it called? What do you do? You acclimate to it. Yeah. Like you don't they don't teach them how to acclimate to that shit at all. They just try to prevent it. Yeah, and they don't let them suffer the error of their ways. Yeah, it's like oh, and they don't build them up to it. It was yeah. like, bro, you have to like eventually you're gonna have to build up to this because yeah. you're gonna be like if you know God forbid you are in war. There's no option. You're nope. going to put these side plates on in this fucking saw farmer, and that's just the that's just the end of it. Exactly. But the, like I said, the, you know, a lot of they want to their goal. The army's goal is now is to prevent deaths during training mm-hmm. or to prevent these casualties during training. So they just go around it instead of just working through it. Mm-hmm. So like you get these motherfuckers now or it's just like they, they they don't fucking, you know, they don't listen to that shit. These motherfuckers all went down to JRTC, which is a huge no-no. Yeah. A huge no-no. So I was like, Sergeant Coven is going to get in trouble for that. Yeah. But uh, the PL don't give a fuck because yeah. he's getting out. He's exactly. getting out. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure. But I was like, as far as Sergeant Coven wasn't planning on getting out, he got to deal with that. Yep. So, you know. Like I said, the, like the, just the average person now is like, I'm so glad I won't be around to deal yeah. with it. Because it, it, just, it just gets worse and worse over time. And like the Army's so f- focused on the retention race that they ain't, they're not, you know, they were like, man, I want to keep the, you know, we got to keep these people in to keep the numbers up. But it's like, man, the numbers taking, you that's do a have, huge risk doing that. Yeah, the numbers you do have, like your combat effect. They're just going to start eliminating each other. Exactly. I'm like. And then on top of that, the suicide rate that's going to go through the fucking roof. If they Not only that, the potential for people to just, you know, either pop hot, fucking... If a motherfucker pops hot once, he didn't learn his lesson. No. He for sure did not learn his lesson. I don't give a fuck what you talk about. I, I, matter of fact, I seen a motherfucker pop hot and then he got kicked out a couple of years later for fucking... Being, being involved in some dumb shit, but it's just like... If he wasn't smart enough to make a decision right the first time, I don't think he's going to learn... When all you do is like you, you essentially gave him a slap on the wrist, or he at least survived to you know see it. You know, he can go to another unit and it's all forgotten. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on the person, but it's yeah. Like, some people learn from the error of their ways, but the likelihood. The, the, is, the, yeah, the 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 numbers are way lower. The yeah. numbers on people learning from the mistakes are way lower than the people that don't learn from their mistakes at all. And it's like, do you not only that? Do you want to be around to not only work alongside the person that's doing that? <laughs> Now you get to a point where you're in charge of the motherfucker that's doing that, mm-hmm. and you're responsible for that. Exactly. That. Yeah, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise that I fucked on my back. Yeah. I mean, granted, I can't do shit. Uh, the how same. did you initially feel? Did you was you kind of pissed off? Cause you're like, damn, you know, now I got to fucking, I might have to get out. Well, the uh, the recovery was the biggest fucking problem I had. Like, I couldn't fucking move. I couldn't even walk. I needed like help from my kids just to get up and piss. Like. It was just like a uh, a mental thing to where I was like, fuck. You thought that was you thought that was like long lasting or some shit. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah. fuck, dude. Like this is way beyond the army now. And then when it came just to the army aspect, after I started getting you know pushing my body to to get better, I was just like, nah, I don't think this is it, fam. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I like people don't understand like you know like 
that should not be what you're going through. Like you put your body through so much. Yeah. That we like I said, we minimize that shit. We yeah. minimize it, and that's what causes people not to give a fuck about claiming shit on the VA when they get yeah. out. Because it was like, bro, I was like, you you realize like you gave your body to something that you thought you was only doing this because the, the job required you to do it. Yeah. And some shit the job was requiring way more than what you was supposed to be giving. Like motherfuckers, like, you know, there's like during like think about squad competitions. But they mm-hmm. actually, they absolutely purposely run your body through the fucking ground yeah. on purpose for about an hour to f- hour and a half doing some silly ass competition where they l- purposely pick the, the hardest shit ever, not even mm-hmm. knowing if it's doable. Mm-hmm. They just expect you to get through it through sure willpower and fucking the fact that you got people there motivating you. Yeah. Not knowing like, did were you there for the last one? Yeah. Did you witness that shit? Yeah. Like, these motherfuckers was doing, like, sled drags and kit. Yep. With over, I think it was, like, over 90 to 100 pounds of weight doing uh, burpees. (laughs) That shit was so Fucking uh, um, sled carry, not sled carries, but fucking uh, carrying motherfuckers on stretchers for over a mile. Yeah. And up and up a steep ass, just crazy shit. Every time they do a squat competition, and fucking on top of they were doing pull ups, and it's just like, bro, you're destroying your body. And a long time ago, it was figured out that they were saying it was like your body was never meant to run the amount of miles, like the average body. Yeah, it was not meant to do the things that we just literally make our body force our bodies to do because some other motherfucker told you to do it. Yeah, it's like our bodies were not supposed to go through the things that we go through, but we go through them. And it's just like, man, it's like, you really think about it, like when my back started going out when I was fucking early 20s, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm, I'm, my back is, I'm literally throwing my back out and I'm fucking 22 years old. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that shit settled in for me. I was like, when I was di- filling my shit out for the VA <laughs> and I was like, I was uh, 27 at the time and I was just like. I have 27 things wrong with me. The same yes. amount of years I've been alive. And it, like on my shit, I, I thought that I was like, I was going to go in there and bullshit, make some shit up. Yeah. I didn't have to make up a motherfucking thing. All 29 of those things that I listed on there was actual shit that I was fucking going through. Yeah. But I've, I've gone through it for so long that I just like minimized. It. And I was like, what the fuck? And that, like, was, that was my thing. When I was putting it down, I was like, you know, let me just see what's actually wrong with me. Like, I wasn't even trying to bullshit it. I was just like, fuck it. Like, I still want to work a job or whatever. And then after I put everything down, I was like, I fucked up the legit whole right side of my body. Yes. And I was like, like I was like, I years. legitimately have insomnia. Yeah, like, I legitimately have fuck. sleep terrors. I legitimately have sleep apnea, high blood pressure, <laughs> alopecia, fucking... Uh, Flat feet, all this shit that was because all you gotta do really is you you look at it after you feel all that all that shit. You literally go through and start thinking like, like no, nah, that's legitimate. Like I'm not just I'm only saying nah because I've been dealing with it for so long. Yeah, but you get like, in that mind to where it's like oh no, that's something I could push through. That's something I could push yeah. through. To where now it's like till no. uh, till all of a sudden fucking out of nowhere when you get out that thing this and uh, this is for sure what they say it was like these motherfuckers get out and they was like nah fucking. You know, I like I ain't gonna be no punk ass bitch until you ain't got sick all there like uh, how you used to, exactly. or until you ain't got fucking on demand fucking MRIs or something legitimately wrong with you, or you exactly. don't have all these things at your disposal, and you actually got a fucking 
Though, I mean, it could be a little bit better, but like all those things that you was talking about fucking wasn't shit. And all of a sudden they just, you know, you reaching up for the, uh, the top shelf and fucking you throw your back out on some bullshit. Yeah. Like I said, I threw, I knew fucking it was time to fucking make sure I fucking started having document shit documented when I was at West Point and I'm literally reaching down to grab my laundry and I just threw my back out and I literally, my, my legs just buckled. <laughs> and I almost passed out because it was just like the pain was that excruciating where I was literally like fading in and out. And I was just like, yo, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh, hell no. I was yeah. like, that, that's what it was like. You know, I don't want to get to. But you also think about like, you know, as you you truly get older, it's like, bro, I don't want to be like, you know, 40 years old. Yeah. Think about that. That song first class, 40 years old and the motherfucker. It, it all caught up to him. Yeah. Because he didn't give a fuck why he was going in or he thought that, like, you know, I can do this forever. Yeah. And them motherfuckers can't do that forever. They they no. play like they can do it forever, but they, they are literally hurting on the inside. The only thing that keeps them going is they don't want to look, they don't want to be weaker than, you know, some private. And yeah. it's like, bro, that private is fresh. Exactly. Motherfucker, you've been putting your body through this for fucking 15 to 20 years. Like, it's, it, it's time to stop. Exactly. Like, our colonel, our fucking, you know that motherfucker cannot run? No. He can't. No. And it's like... Like, you see this dude lift, like, the amount of shit he has to put on his body just for it to hold itself up to do what he's trying to push it yeah. to do. I'm like, that should be a sign to you, dude. Like, like it's just like, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with fucking, like, you know, giving in and just like... Yeah, let the, let, the, let the next generation take over and just pass on your wisdom, dude. Because I'd th- be thinking about that from time to time. And like, man, I didn't really want to go out like this. I wanted to... You know, do my time and get out, you know, one way. But I was like, a lot of times I think about all the bullshit I've been through, all the fucking pain and suffering and shit like that. And I was just like, I'm not upset at all. This is the way that I should have went. <laughs> it was like, uh, it is what it is. I was like, I won't let other people define what my service should have been because they ain't had to go through what I went through. Or like, maybe they're going through the exact same thing. They just ain't had that fucking rude awakening. To where they was like, yeah, I can't do this for 20 years. And that was my shit with the privates. Like, the privates would always talk shit or whatever. And I'm like, you got to understand, like, me being the age that I was and the things I was pushing my body to do and my mind or whatever, I was like, I would consider myself fucking a perfect being for what I wanted to achieve. I was like, you got to define that shit yourself. Because I was like, in my position, I was knowing more than a bunch of E7s that were coming through let alone fives and sixes that didn't even know the gun anymore and shit. Like, I never let myself get to a position of comfort to where I was all right with just mediocrity and shit. Like, oh, all I got to do is wait things out. I was like, I applied myself because I have two kids that look up to me. And I'm like, whether it's going to be this or whatever the fuck I decide to do outside of the army, like, actually apply yourself. But I'm like, you guys got this mindset to where all you got to do is exist. And then this check keeps coming in. I'm like, watch when you get out of the military. And that check doesn't come in when you don't go to work. And you didn't do shit to set yourself up for it afterwards. Like exactly. it, it's a lot of people you see too is like you know for a fact and like, man, I think this was as good as it's gonna get for them in life because they yeah. didn't have a fucking plan while they was in this shit and fucking they realized they couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh not couldn't make it in the sense of how we get out, but in mm-hmm. the sense of like, you know, this ain't for me. I don't wanna do this shit no more. And then it was like, Well, what the fuck are you gonna get out and go do? You gonna go back home and do what? Exactly. And they always have that that mindset. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. And I'm like, if shit wasn't sweet when you were there before the army. Yeah. Now imagine this three, and four, you five tell. year lapse. You can tell the motherfuckers that it was like, man, mm. I don't know what the motherfucker going to do when you get back. But hey, man, 
That's on him. Exactly. Fucking and. I don't know. I just I'm I'm glad that I fucking learned along the way, like what I was going, you know, eventually do or like or I learned, you know, while I was in, like having some type of fucking plan to do something. Yeah, because fucking I couldn't imagine if I if I didn't. I uh, I don't know. I'd be still in this hating it like mm-hmm. a motherfucker. Yeah. And there's some motherfuckers that just ain't giving up on it. Like mm-hmm. start COVID. Yeah. And my brother know he can't do a lot of things that he used to could do. You you can see sometimes I seen that when that motherfucker did that that competition. Yeah, he's doing those burpees. Oh my god, he was smoked yeah. beyond belief. And then I seen him one time. He tried to do what? Uh, who's that fucking dude? Yeah, he, he, no, no, he tried to do one of the, what one of the fit specialists was doing. Motherfucker was carrying, uh, which I don't even know why he was doing that because eventually that'll catch up to him. Motherfucker was yeah. carrying kettlebells. The heaviest ones around the fucking gym in in our cough with a fucking with this big ass chain around his neck. I was like, you are fucking your neck up so bad yeah. by doing that, that he turns around, and tries to do it at the age that he's at. And I was like, he has to be hurting after that. Oh, he has to. Yeah. be. He has to be for weeks. Like <laughs> He has to be. Yes. And I was like, he has to be. Because I was like, there's no way. I was like, I was like, there's no reason why you should be doing that. But I was like, that's a that's a lot of what you know our culture teaches you to do. Do shit because you've seen somebody else do it, or you just mm-hmm. want to show somebody else that you can do it. Yeah. And fucking, it's just like, man, how I fucked up my shoulder to begin with was fucking. I thought that I could. I was trying to be. I was being a jackass, knowing goddamn well I didn't give a fuck about combatives. And wanted to decide to go do combatives with the eleven Bravos in the middle of a field exercise because we they were bored and they have shit to do. And fucking, I flipped over this dude's knee, and fucking, while he was holding onto my arm, I shouldn't have did that at mm. all. Fucking, and separate separated the fuck out of my shoulder, mm. and then made it worse when I went on fucking deployment, mm. thinking that it was all good. Got into a fucking, took indirect fire and fucked it up even more. And it was just like all because fucking. I wanted to do something somebody else was doing. And that's the shit about this culture. Like, everything becomes a fucking competition. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, it, it's good to a certain extent, but I'm like... like well, we take the, it to the extreme. Yeah. Like, we are fixated on... That's literally what the job is. Well, they've turned it into being showing, you know, showing another man, another yeah. grown-ass man, you're better than him. And it's just like, bro, for what? <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, I started like, why are you, why are you so fixated on proving to this other grown ass man that you can do X, Y, and Z? And it's just like, bro, there's like, in certain cases, it's going, it's going to come to that, but it's like, motherfuckers make that their, you know, their driving force every day. It's like, I gotta, I, that's mainly why a lot of you motherfuckers come to work and work out. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to look good for another, you know, the grown ass man. That was like, yeah. that's the reality of it. Yeah. You say that to him, and then all of a sudden, no, no, that's not, that's not it. No, I'm not gay. And it's like, <laughs> that's what you're doing, man. You, you fucking only working out, trying to max and fucking do all this shit because you want to look better or look good for another grown man. You want another, you want all these other grown men to praise you yeah. and all this shit. That's literally what you're doing it for. Exactly. And I, I told the private, so it's like, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit what you guys think because I'm like, you don't pay my bills, and there's nothing you're going to do that's going to affect my life regardless. So I was like, you want to talk shit about me breaking my back at 27 or whatever? I was like, the amount of shit I can laugh at at your personal life choices probably is not going to be too funny to you afterwards. Or even even if they laugh at that now, to I was like, y'all laugh. Like, that's not going to – you won't be in that situation exactly. to get older. They think that that, that's not, that could not happen to them. Yeah. But it's like, it, it will happen to you. Yeah. It will. 
And I was like, you only, and I was like, and it, we're only, I'm only saying that because it ain't happened. Like we, they probably won't find themselves in a situation where it will happen. But I was like, when it does happen, you're going to be like, Oh, like, damn, this shit, this shit happened to me. And that's the shit. And I like, I try to explain to them. I'm like, eventually you're going to get older. Like, Knowing how to take care of your body now and knowing how to get away from the culture to where you're constantly trying to compete with everybody because you're not going to be able to beat everybody at everything. That's just fucking impossible. We got Samoans in the army. These motherfuckers are strong for no reason. Or minimizing when there's something wrong with you because that's, yeah. that's that's where I, I'm i mad at, you know, with me is it's like I let or I, I let some other motherfucker tell me nothing was wrong with me or I... I looked at it as I don't want these motherfuckers to judge me because something wrong with me, so I'm gonna push through it because I don't want to be looked at as I'm being weak and shit like that. And then something was wrong with me, mm-hmm. and then fucking now I'm paying for it now. It yeah. like, you don't want to be paying for this shit now, so it's like you. I was like, you better take care of yourself while you're in because these other motherfuckers are not gonna see you for the rest of your life, and they they ain't gonna have shit to say to you. Exactly. Uh, well, you will hear a motherfucker say, "Well, you should have went and got there taken care of." It was like, bitch. Yeah. Fucking, you were the motherfucker. You were the motherfucker me. telling me not to. <laughs> exactly. Was you fucking? Uh, I mean, if it if it was if it was that bad, you would have told us. Yeah. You would you would have fucking. I was like, all right. Whatever. It's just gaslighting, dude, the whole time. But, I mean, it is. Yeah, but you you feel better about it now. Oh yeah, now that I'm getting out, I'm like, goddamn, like I, I'm actually gonna be away from this shit and not have to worry about it. So what's your plan? With, so what's your plan going forward? I mean, I was gonna be a cop. But then, like, I legit found out, like, I just can't do it. Like, just me concealed carrying every day is a toll on my back. Now, imagine that with fucking armor getting in and out of a car and shit. I'm like... Like a 12-hour shift, 15-hour shift, or yeah. something like that. I was like, uh, it's going to be like the military again. I'm like, I, don't, I just don't want to deal with this shit anymore. So, I'm going to... As soon as I get out, I'm going to start going back to college. But I think I'm going to do, like, CNC work. What's and, that? Uh, the people who like make slides and shit, or make machine parts, or parts for okay. like cars. Oh, and shit. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I just do some coding. Yeah, and my daughter loves that shit, anyways, too. To where it's like, if I can create a business and she likes coding and shit, yeah. it's something else to pass on. But as of right now, Julissa's in Florida right now, buying our house. I just got the email for the inspection; it just passed. So nice, four hundred fifty-four grand, bro. <laughs> Nice. I was like, oh, that's so much money. Why am I so happy for that? <laughs> Listen, you got to think about it like this, though. Like I said, you got your, you're going to have your VA pay yeah. for the rest of your life. You, uh, now that determines how much you work. Yeah. So you could either choose to work like half that time or you could still be working some full time job. It was easy enough mm-hmm. to where you are literally you could literally stand. And then you said you're going back to college. Mm-hmm. So fucking that's going to pay your mortgage. Literally, I'm sure. Yeah, the math fucking my VA benefits pays for our homeowners insurance and the mortgage. So whatever money my wife makes, uh, my car is going to be paid off to where all we're going to have is phones and car. Insurance. OK, say that again. You for said what? the 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 about the VA pay. The VA pay is gonna pay for my mortgage and home insurance. I don't pay taxes. Okay, so you so you so you're gonna use that. But also, like I said, while you're in school, you get paid BAH. Exactly. So, so that. that's gonna be another set of uh, money coming in. Yeah. But again, you gonna start working immediately, or you just gonna be going to school and then letting your VA pay the bills? Now nah, I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go back to work because the goal okay. is is uh, to use that BAH too to add another one or two grand every month to the to the loan. Yeah. So you got that. Plus your VA was was anywhere from three to four thousand dollars. Yeah, four for whatever your rank is. Yeah, or for what your rank is that that was determined to pay. So you got that. Then now you go work a job, 
whether it be part time or full time, you stand to make anywhere from five, four to five grand. Then, motherfucker, mm. you're gonna be making like almost ten grand a month. Just you alone. Yeah, you're set. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna be chilling. Though so. it goes down fucking a little bit after you you graduate school. That's that's anywhere from two to four years, however long you're going to college, mm. fucking. But for the two to four years while you're going to college, you you good. You you yeah. set. You know, like I said, even after you get out of school, you only take a little bit of a decrease by like a thousand to you know no more than two grand. But I was like, at the end of the day, you're pulling enough money where it's just like. Yeah, I bought yeah. a four hundred and fifty thousand dollars house, <laughs> yeah. but the bitch is basically paid for. Exactly, because fucking, I'm gonna have a forever source of income. Even if I fall on hard times, lose a job, I have this pay to hold me over till I get another job. Or mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, this 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 pay will pay my bills. Exactly. So so I'm gonna be fucking set. Like coming from the life that I came from, like this is like a fucking fantasy yeah. came true. And not not mo- not most motherfuckers can fathom. Buying a four hundred fifty thousand dollar house. Yeah, and the and the reason why that puts your mind at not not that they can fathom, they can't get approved for that much. Yeah, the fact that you was in the military, you got that VA loan, you getting approved, you know, damn near automatically, mm. and fucking it, like it, you good. Yeah, I was approved for like five hundred and change. But yeah, I was like that mortgage is a little. I remember when much. I first went, I was damn near almost approved for a uh, fucking seven fifty. Yeah. And fucking no, I I wasn't looking for no seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. Yeah. Fucking, I was like, oh, four hundred dollars is is literally our your price raise, not the average yeah. you know American. That's why I tell people now is like, man, like you know the military has its perks because it's like it will set you up for things to come in the future. And it's exactly. like, bro, you good. And that's, that's when I, I, when it comes to my nephews and shit, like and especially when my brothers and whatnot or brother in laws, I tell them like. Yeah, I broke my body for this shit, but if you're actually smart beforehand and you have someone that can give you that little bit of guidance, I'm like, look, I'm 27 years old or 28 now getting out of the army to where I'm buying a house. I'm about to own two cars. Yeah. I got I got my kids in extracurricular activities going to a charter school. And that's the like, shit that <laughs> that's another part of it where you minimize that shit, where you think yeah. that shit's you, it's normal to you because you've been dealing with it for so long, but it's like. You think think of about how motherfuckers is tripping over eggs, the price exactly. of eggs. I'm like, I'm never tripping over the price of eggs because it's like, I know the position I I am in. I am so grateful for, it because it's like, it's some motherfuckers that just can't even imagine being able to buy a house. I know motherfuckers right now that can't even afford to live on their own. Exactly. Like I got tell motherfuckers now, like, damn man, I, I you know my rent was at a one point in time was nineteen hundred dollars, and I was still able to pay it. And they were like, what? And it was like, I'm still living with my parents. <laughs> and that's the shit. Like, I have a sister who her entire life, she's only a year or two younger than me. Her entire life never had a place of her own. Never had a place Can't of her own. Can't even see it. Exactly. I was like, to even imagine an apartment, let alone having a house and their own car, is like so out of reach to them. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> from where I came from to be where I'm at now, I feel like a fucking millionaire, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's, and like I said, you basically are, like, like I said, by the t- when you do all the math, your pay, your yearly income will be a hundred grand. And that is literally, that is literally a lot. Yeah. At least for me. I know like the amount of money I stand to make is like, it's going to be, it's going to be over a hundred grand. And I was like, I am, 
I am excited about getting the fuck out of this shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't understand that shit. And it, like, they, I was like, y'all think that this shit is fucking what pays the bills? I was like, that's why I tell you, I was like, please start fucking making sure you get everything documented. Because I was like, exactly. that will literally, I was like, I make somewhere like 60, now I think it's close to 69,000 or something like that. I was like, the fact that I am going to get an extra 40 grand, because that's literally what, if you calculate how much your VA pay is a year, that's like 40 grand. Yeah. Which I'm is literally be, what motherfuckers is damn near making. Yeah. I'm getting 48K a year, and I'm like, there's motherfuckers working overtime to, to get make that. just to barely make 50. Exactly. And I'm making that shit tax free. Yes. And Forever. I'm like, Untouchable. I'm like, bruh. And then on top of that, come to find out with 100% VA when you're permanent in total is uh, my kids now get a fucking pretty much their own GI bill mm-hmm. and my wife. Yep. To where I'm like, my kids are going to have college paid for without me even having to put anything out of pocket. My wife is going to have college paid you for. Ain't gotta, you ain't even got to waste your goddamn money. Like, exactly. Like, well, I already had determined. I was like, I'm not wasting my money on my kids to go to school for them to quit. No. I was yeah. like that that they got they'll have their own GI bill. Yeah. And if they decide to use it and fuck it up, that's cool. But after that, fucking hey, you on your own. You better join the army. Yeah. So, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> you better enlist real quick. Yeah. But hey man, like I'm happy for you. I was like, I'm happy. I was, I was looking at it like, damn, I was like, this motherfucker got hundred percent. I better get hundred percent. I was literally talking to somebody about that earlier. I was like, this motherfucker was only in for three years, he got a hundred. If I don't get a hundred I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so mad. But well, it's the like shit that, the shit that gets added onto yours with the fucking combat uh, deployments and shit, being a six and fucking the amount of time you've been in, you're gonna be fucking set for yeah. life. Yeah. And, but uh, if you get a hundred percent, you got to stay alive for eight years. After eight years of you being alive, uh, if you die anytime after that, it gets passed on your kids. Bet. that's crazy. I'm not hoping to die, but fucking. But the uh, fact that your your yeah. generation, the generation after you, is taken care of now. Yeah, that's good. But like I said, I was like, that's what motherfuckers do. Literally, I was like, the that's the army takes care of you in that aspect. It's like you just have to know that. But the fucked up thing is, I wish that they just would. I wish that they would teach motherfuckers that shit. That's the problem. Like that's the that's the fucked up thing. Is like you don't know you don't know that shit when you first come in. No. And the motherfuckers that do know that, they don't give a fuck about it because they, they like I said, you get a lot of motherfuckers that get out and be like, man, I don't need that shit. I don't need no handout. Mm-hmm. I literally had somebody who's like, man, like, I'm not looking for 100 or whatever. Whatever I get, I get. And then be like, and then some people just say, like, they're not looking for no handout. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that, that shit you put on uh, fucking Reddit, the veteran benefit bullshit. Yeah, where a dude was like fucking, uh, or he was even saying that, um, I don't know why we need to increase the pay or whatever that, that, you know, I was like, I was like, I can't believe there are people that think like that. Exactly. And these motherfuckers are like, Oh, I didn't do it because I felt like someone else was more deserving. Well, would you do it for free? Yeah. I was like, the amount of shit you put your body through. And I'm like, a lot of these motherfuckers have mental issues to where I'm like, you became an alcoholic because of the shit you were yeah. going through. You smoke cigarettes on a daily fucking basis. Yeah. You fucking, you you just you you just live this unhealthy lifestyle exactly, and you think that it's all good, and that's the problem. I'm like, and, and when it comes to 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 fucking men, and our mental health shit, like I, I at first I thought it was all bullshit, but thank God I had daughters, so it was like to actually put that into focus, where it's like holy shit, yeah, you actually have to take care of your mind, because if you're not thinking clearly and you start normalizing all this toxic shit, 
And then you become 40-something years old and a fucking nobody to where now that toxic behavior is so much more amplified. And now yep. you're taking it out on your wife. You're taking it out on your kids. And you're yeah. affecting so many people after you. Yeah, because these they don't they they don't think that that shit is real. Where you this shit literally first of all when it's taking up a good portion of your fucking daily life and your entire life in general, yeah. like you you just gonna you gonna uh you're gonna bring that shit that's gonna be it's gonna be you're gonna turn you into home. what yeah. that person is like that terrible person. Yeah, and they don't they don't think that, that shit's true. No, they do not think that that shit's true whatsoever. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was days where I was so stressed out where I was literally I was never a person that fucking even fathom drinking if it wasn't if it wasn't the weekend. Yeah, I was never a person that was I didn't smoke. Uh, I only smoked after I ate. Yeah, that was the only, like I couldn't stand to fucking smoke a cigarette mm. at all. And fucking unless I unless I ate something first. And that, and now it, be, it got to a point where I was smoking like uh, you know every like every time I felt like I needed to smoke or I yeah. was like stressing or it was like I was finding myself drinking throughout the week and shit yeah. like that or I was finding myself having these fucking you know though they do motherfuckers on the job bring it out of you first yeah, of all definitely and fucking I wasn't intentionally this person but it was just like you know it brought this it brought this fucking angry mentality out of me because motherfuckers were pissing me off on yeah. the job where it's just like now you bring that shit home with you yeah now you fucking you know i had to get that shit in check because if i didn't i was just i was just you know i was becoming this person that i didn't you know see myself being and i was like i felt like it was like though i am gonna take a little bit of it out of me yeah with me when i do leave i do accept that but I also do understand it's necessary because you do got some civilians that will yeah. fucking get beside themselves and they don't know it. it was like, you know, you just can't talk to anybody how you think you can. Exactly. Uh, but I ain't going to be this just just angry individual where, you know, I'm getting like I'm short tempered with my fucking kids and, you know, I'm short tempered with the, the woman that I'm with. Or, you know, I'm just, you know, have this short temper in general or I just don't give a fuck about other people's well-being yeah. and shit like that. Like. Definitely towards the end, I started fucking, like, getting back to fucking being just this normal human being yeah. with, you know, a sense. Because, like I said, this shit do turn you into something. These motherfuckers think that, that all this shit is just normal. Like, talking to motherfuckers crazy is normal. Yeah. Yelling and all this shit fucking. Or living, the living conditions we subject to is fucking normal. Or the fucking, the shit we get subjected to is normal. Yeah. These motherfuckers think that the, how the army is ran now is how it's normal. I'm like, that shit is not normal. But that's the shit, like, I'm thankful that I got where I am the entire three years I've been here, and Georgie was, like, a blessing in disguise kind of deal. Because it was one time he had to check me for how I was starting to be with my family. Because eventually you get you get to that point to where it just starts becoming your personality. And, like, when little things make you mad, you start to treat everything the fucking same. To where I forgot my daughter did something, and I just fucking snapped. And I don't even know why. And he had to fucking, like, check me in front of my kids. And he was like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? And then I was like, thank, 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 I, I thank God that I'm uh, more receptive than most people to where I actually caught myself. I was like, damn, thank you, bro. Like, I'm not going to blow up on you. Like, you were right for that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, like, and especially in this fucking culture, to where if someone checks you, they, they just double down on that shit. And they're like, no, I'm still right. And then it's like, hold the yeah. fuck up. They, one thing is, like, they feel embarrassed. Yeah. Like, it was like, dude, I'm just, you know. 
trying to help you yeah, out. Yeah, trying to help you out. You know what I mean? But a lot of that's what a lot of people hate fucking constructive criticism or something like that. They feel like they're getting embarrassed in front of, you know, all these other people. Because yeah. nobody takes anything serious that's supposed to be serious in the fucking army. Yeah. So you get these you know, all these other people looking around, they make a fucking joke out of exactly. it. Exactly. Nobody fucking Nobody fucking takes, you know, the mental health of anything serious. Exactly. You know, you think about we gotta do all those sexual harassment classes, all those fucking equal opportunity classes. Nobody takes none of that shit serious. Nah, they joke so about they, it. They, they they make everything out to be a goddamn joke and they fucking you know, or like, you know, they too scared to fucking, you know, have these external feelings and they internalize everything because yeah. they're scared of the next person to call them a bitch or something like that at work. So it's just like it's good that, you know, you got that shit in place before you got out so you yeah. know you know how to carry yourself when you get out because like i was like I, when i get out i was like man I, i'm I, i'm going back to a straight peaceful lifestyle yeah i feel at peace now that now that i don't even fucking like i'm not involved in anything at work yeah like i show up do my own thing i ain't got to stress about this this and that like i ain't got to worry about nobody but me at work and that's what i'm looking forward to so congratulations on you getting out before i did <laughs> but I am happy that I'm fucking getting out now because everybody used to think about when I used to tell everybody my I had the latest ETS date and y'all was in before me. Yeah, I was I like, was God damn, dude. 2024, and I was like, and that was what back in 2021 when we yeah. all came together, and I was like, damn, I was like, <laughs> they're 2020. Looking at 2024 from 2021 was a long ass time, and I was like, oh, I was fuck. like, three more years, dude. Yeah. Like, shit, dude. And at that time, I only had a year. I was like, imagine now, that. Now I'm getting out before most of everybody that yeah. was laughing at me for that shit. But, I mean, I mean it is, it is. It's good. It's good that everybody's, you know, finally either seeing that they can do more with themselves. And that was my whole goal is, like, tell, like let all y'all know. It's like, man, if y'all don't really like this shit, y'all can do something yeah. else with y'all life. Though we do, we did take it to the extreme. And we managed to <laughs> make everybody want to get out. <laughs> Except for, like, one, Mendoza and Georgia, who yeah. already said he was doing his 20 just for, the yeah. you know, the paycheck. But it was like, we, we went from, like, it was only one or two of us saying yeah. we get out. Now everybody's like, what do we got to do when we go to sick <laughs> yeah, hall? Like, everybody's chat. doing the fucking. But it's good, though, that yeah. like because if we didn't know none of that shit, it was like, Imagine none of us knowing none of that yeah. shit. If we just like either stayed in and then get, still got out, only to end up getting out with nothing, or to get out and not know none of that shit. Yeah. Like Stewart, the only one that made me mad, Stewart, he didn't do that shit because he was no. fucking lazy. Yeah. And that's why I was talking about. I was like, motherfuckers who don't do that shit is because they were fucking lazy. And, and I seen that shit firsthand. Like he didn't do none of that shit. He was like, oh, and it's uh, affecting I don't, him I don't now. Feel like though. dealing with it. It's affecting it him now. He's, have, has anybody heard him say he wish he did that shit? Yeah, because uh, I went over there for fucking, um, uh, what was it, uh, New Year. And I was just talking to him, like, yeah, so how's work this and third? He's like, yeah, I just stopped getting paid from the Army. Fucking terminal ended. And I was like, so how is it working for the fu- every dollar that you make now? Like, you only get paid for the time that you're in. He's like, yeah, that shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I love my job, but he's like, the money like I wish I had an, an you gotta extra work. Cushion. You gotta work. It's not that you gotta work harder. Well, you do gotta work harder. You gotta work longer to get yeah. the more money versus fucking. You know that was like you could have had a that is literally basically an extra income, extra job that you're not working. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I have two jobs with only literally only having one. Like that. Yeah. That makes a huge fucking difference. But I got I, like what ten minutes before I gotta go get my kid. Okay. Well, he's, he's gonna wrap this up. We've been yeah. on this for a while, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Like I said, it's good that you, you know, 
Yeah, the only advice I give to people is like, if you are going to join, I'm not going to knock the army ever only because it did teach me how to be a better father and a better man. But you mm. got to come in with that open mind and accepting of criticism and knowing how to fucking separate those toxic motherfuckers who are just feeding you bullshit and people that are actually trying to help you. Yeah, you got to filter out all, every literally everything that you go through. You have to it has to have a filter. Exactly. You have to keep you have to retain some shit, but filter out the bullshit. And you also got to fucking you it's, this ain't no job where you don't, don't treat that motherfucker. Don't let it become a job where you're just showing up and you know, like it's Walmart or yeah. some shit. If it's not, if you're not using it as a stepping stone to move forward in in the army itself, you better be using it as a stepping stone to move forward in life in general. Because if you don't, you just find yourself doing this shit, and you're not, in, yeah. and you years go down the road, and you're like, I have not liked this shit for the past five years. But some of us be like, man, I'm already ten years in. Might as well do another ten or fucking, yeah. or people like, I'm five years in. That's a quarter of the way, and I'm just yeah. like, bro. Like you're not gonna fucking. It's not gonna get any better if you nope. if you don't like it now. It's not gonna turn around. And that's the shit. Like even if I like when I first got into security, and I, I remember when I first got into it, I was making like eight dollars an hour. Like no matter what, always apply yourself because there's yeah. been, like, thank God I applied myself the way that I did to where it's like I still have references and shit from outside of the army. And if I need a job, it's only a phone call away. Or you know, I made enough connections to where they were like, oh, as long as you work hard, we got you. And there's some fucking relationships you can make in the army that when you get out that these people are probably going to go into something that could help you out too. To where, like, let's say, you know, I end up making this CNC business or whatever, and then, you know, a little Smedley decides to say, you know what, this Indiana shit is trash, couldn't be a cop, couldn't get into the National Guard, couldn't hack it. I could at least create opportunities to where it's like, hey, you learn late, but at least we can still help each other kind of deal. Yeah. So a lot of people... If you don't have a family and you come in, like, it's going to be hard to fucking <laughs> to realize, like, people who are just keeping you around because they could benefit off you and people who actually care about you. And that's the problem with the privates right now is just they associate them with the, themselves with people who are literally just trying to, A, it's a free drink out of them or, oh, it's a free ride to Denver. And it's not like this person's like, oh, no, you could just come by, chill out, you know? And I always try to provide that for them. They came to my house so many times, they were like, like, even till this day, like, when these guys go on leave, they call me at, like, 2, 3 in the morning. Hey, man, I got this going on or whatever. I'm like, I appreciate, you know, I'm the guy that, you know, you decided to confide in or whatever, yeah. but actually take the advice. And that's why I was, I told y'all, and I tell a lot of motherfuckers, too, is like, you know, I was like, you know the motherfuckers that actually give a fuck about you? Because the motherfucker that don't, he wouldn't tell you shit. Yep. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give you advice on nothing. He wouldn't see you going through something and actually try to prevent it. Exactly. Like we've seen countless times with multiple people yeah. that we worked with. It was like, bro, it was like if I didn't give a fuck, I wouldn't be telling you nothing. I let exactly. you fucking self destruct because that's your life. But I was like, you better. I was like, you take the advice of a motherfucker who's trying to just t you know give you something free of charge. Exactly. Or, and you know, or just like out of the kindness of his heart because I was like, you gonna get to a point where you like. You're gonna have these people, which you probably experienced in your life already. You just didn't pay attention to that. Just didn't give you that were of no benefit to you whatsoever. Exactly. Or like you know what I mean? Like it was like I'm only telling you this. It was like because I've been through that, and it was just like I didn't have a motherfucker telling me shit. Exactly. And it was like, bro, it's like you're gonna realize that it's like you know, it's gonna be all on you. Yeah. So it was like you better take the advice of a motherfucker who's telling you from experience or just you know out of care. Cause it's like it could save you a lot of trouble and a lot of time in life of you know dealing with shit. And therapy dollars. Like, yeah. 
that shit's expensive as fuck. Yeah. So when these guys called me, I was just like, you know what? I get it. Like, you know, I understand what it's like to go through life misguided or not have anybody to follow on. But I'm like, I can't be the only guy that gives you advice and you don't take it. And you think I'm going to keep answering this call. Because I was like, I got to get up in two hours to get my kid ready to go to school. I have to get her shit ready for fucking martial arts and shit. I got to, you know, get ready, you know, help out my wife and shit. Like, I have a lot to deal with as it is. So I hope you take, like, it's not me trying to throw it in your face that, hey, you're disrupting my life. It's like, hey, I'm taking this time to try to help you. No, you you, you have the right to say that. Yeah, so I'm like, I just want you to take this advice and understand how much it should weigh on you to be like, you know what? Let me start getting shit together. Sure enough, fucking... uh, uh, Kerr goes and, you know, he starts trying to fix himself. Started, uh, he tried to stop drinking, stop fucking around with fucking sluzies and nutting and all of them, about to get one of them pregnant and shit. And he started trying to get his life together. And I was like, you need to understand, like, this this trial and tribulation with life doesn't stop. Yeah. You, it, it's going to be hard constantly. But, yeah. Or yeah. it's like you if you see yourself going through situations, like, you got to see it through and yeah. literally, like, learn from it. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, or like you said, like if I'm taking the time out, you better be damn sure that I'm a I'm gonna say it to you in a way that fucking hopefully it sticks with you. Exactly. You can't get mad at me about that because Smelly does that a lot. Yeah. Fucking that motherfucker will literally get himself in a situation like I told him not to get himself into, yeah. or I try to help him with, and he gets mad. He's like, you're yelling at me, and I'm just like, motherfucker. It's like I'm only yelling at you because fucking. You know, you at you coming to me first of all for the advice, and then exactly. fucking, first of all, you didn't take the advice I gave to you the first time. So fucking listen, or before I just be like, I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and he's the type of person though. It's like he gets hyper emotional if he starts to hear shit he doesn't like. But it's like he's not really talking. He's like, in a sense, like a woman to where they're not talking to you to actually get advice. They're just talking to you to vent. Yeah, to and that's why I be telling like women do that shit. That's why I be yeah. calling him a fucking fat girl and shit like that yeah. because it's like. My son's mom does that shit where she was like, well, I don't have all these other people that talk to me like this. I'm like, yeah, because they they only going to tell you what the fuck you want to hear exactly. and make you feel better. I was like, I'm going to tell you what the fuck you need to hear because exactly. you need to hear that shit in a way that fucking it, it gets you off your ass to mm-hmm. not make the same mistake. I was like, because we ain't acting like this is the first or the second time I've told you this. Exactly. We, this is uh, fourth and fifth time fucking we going through this and you now you upset with me because I'm talking to you way you're talking to you. I'm like, I'm not talking to you out of anger. Yeah. I'm talking to you out of the fucking trying to create some discipline on you so don't get yeah. upset with me and i hate when smelly does that because i be trying to help trying to tell him like man like you i'm only yelling at you like this because i know for sure if i talk to you in a way like oh it'll be better you know that yeah. this, you still gonna make the same jackass mistake so exactly. don't get mad at me so i mean hopefully whoever comes in in these future generations god forbid we do get in a war but if we do, that's gonna be a humbling ass experience. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start making uh, survival videos on YouTube. I'm like, man, this is how you survive your first fucking 180 days in the yeah. army. If you do these, ex- follow these exact steps, yeah. you will succeed, and fucking shit will be better for you. Because it's like, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy to see. But I'm gonna be watching from the news. I ain't gonna be watching yeah. right next to a motherfucker. I'm like, damn, man, I knew it was gonna happen. And that's. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was thinking about making a fucking YouTube about uh, for the people who don't drink the Kool-Aid to where it's like, I understand people are broke. So where it's like buying a two, three thousand dollar handgun kind of isn't feasible to where uh, I did it with my brother and my father to where we're like, hey, we want to set up that's like yours, but we don't want to pay the you money. And I was like, all right, bet. So, but it's like it's teaching them because you can it, people can have the same shit. Yeah. They just got to know how to do it. 
Exactly. Like he was like, you ain't got to buy everything brand new. Nope. You can go find something fucking that's used. Or it was like, there's these alternative options without, exactly. with, without, uh, while keeping them from buying some bullshit. Exactly. So that's the thing you got to do. People don't want to spend the money, but I was like, you got to understand. Would you want to put your life, you want to leave your life up to this cheap ass $200 gun? Exactly. Or would you want to, you know, find a happy medium and know what you're actually buying and yeah. that this? So that's teaching them one thing, but also teaching them not to fucking sell themselves down the river with some bullshit. And exactly. Then, you know, they got something that fucking, after it breaks on them, then they got to go spend the extra money. Yeah. So, you know, I'm only going to get, I, I only advise the most reputable shit, but it's just like, sometimes I get it. Like you have to start somewhere. To where something that's going to hold you down is better than a fucking sharp stick. Yeah. But I'm like, if you invest in the good belt first, you're already, you know, going to do way better. And then after that, you're just investing in holsters and shit, depending on what you're carrying. And if you want a fucking red dot, as much people want to shit on Hollow Sun because it's fucking uh, shiny. I might be a Hollow Sun guy now. Oh, I fucking... Didn't they come out with another pistol optic? Uh, Yeah, I think it's uh the, the new one's supposed to be a competition to the Acro. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think that was that. And then fucking, what's it? Some company made something that goes over the, the back of it that makes it look like a fucking act. They, something that goes over the RMRs that make them look like fucking. Oh, Radian? Enclosed houses. Yeah. That, they, yeah. yeah. It, that, that's mainly So they have cool. a front one and then they have one that goes over the back of it. I mean, yeah. that. I don't know. Like I, I'm a, a huge advocate for fucking uh, enclosed emitters, but the shit is, is like what they don't tell you is like they still fog up, and yeah, the there's always cons to whatever you carry. Yeah, and it's you can't wipe the inside of a glass if it gets fogged up to where now you don't have your backup irons on top of not having your dot. So it's like be practical for what you're gonna carry. Like I, I know for a fact. I'm not going to beat the shit out of my 507C so bad it's going to fucking break. Yeah. I'm not using it to fucking... That's what, that's what I understand. It's like, you know, oh, you know, they're looking for this, this, and this. I'm like, bro, those things meet the... Those list of things meet the criteria of, like, being on a fucking deployment. But, bitch, yeah. you in a fucking civilian setting... Exactly. You're not going... Nothing you buy is going to be beat the fuck up that bad to where, you know, maybe over years of time. But I was like, don't let them sell you... On the idea exactly. of fucking, you know, this thing is, you know, it's this, this, it, it could take this, this, and that. I'm like, bro, you're not putting it through that type of hell. That motherfucker exactly. is in your holster. You ain't fucking in a situation where it's it's a it's a duty gun and yeah. you're in the line of duty. So first of all, bitch, you're a civilian. Exactly. You're not in the line of duty. Yeah. So you don't need something that's fucking this rough and tough and that out of this. Now, if you want to, you can still do that. But I mean, yeah. yeah, if you if you have a desire for that, but if like you're just getting started, like get get some shit that makes sense yeah like having pepper spray on you is probably going to be a lot more important than having mm-hmm. a gun because mm-hmm. i can get away with pepper spraying somebody killing them however the amount if i can't afford a it takes good a lot gun, more to not not only get away with it, it takes a lot more to actually be that person pull the trigger yeah now in some situations like if it's truly life or death like you will make that decision but i was like it's a lot easier to make that decision whether you're gonna pepper spray your motherfucker or not exactly and and on top of that multiple people a yeah. lot of people change their mind when they're in a heated situation when, you know, that pepper spray touches their eyes. They're like, yeah. oh, fuck this. <laughs> it, like, you know, it. like, never mind. <laughs> like, I'm going to think twice about this. Or, you know, they get tased, they get stabbed or something yeah. like that. There's a lot of escalations that lead up to, you know, shooting some person, you know, somebody. But it's like, you know, it's a lot of things that can be done beforehand that will make them change their mind. Yeah. Like, and I always tell them, like, carrying a gun is one thing, but I'm like getting into the mindset of actually taking a life 
is a huge toll that a lot of people aren't ready for Mm -hmm. that they just fantasize about to where I'm like, then when you're in the courthouse and you're seeing this person's wife or fucking mother or somebody crying, yelling at you for killing them and shit. Now it's like, it's going to start to set in. But concealed carry insurance is probably a, a little higher of a priority than getting them fucking latest and greatest optic. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, optics do make life a lot fucking better. Yeah. But if you don't know how to use them, you suck at them. Or you don't know, like, everything else that, you like we said, you're supposed to, like, you should have with it. Like, bro, you, if you're going to have all that shit, like, you also should probably have fucking some type of, like, body armor, face yeah. day. Like, imagine you getting shot and you waiting, like, fucking 20 minutes to the fucking police get there. Exactly. Or fucking something like that. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, all that stuff is important, too. So I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to make damn sure I steal a bunch of tourniquets before I fucking leave the army. <laughs> make for sure I get buku tourniquets. And I'm yeah. going to have them motherfuckers, like, stockpiled in my fucking car. Like, uh, my plan is to, like, have a bunch of, like, you know, a couple first aid kits. Fucking like true trauma bags or something yeah. like that, and fucking like body armor that I can roll around with all the time. I'm gonna have like a cheap version, a, a, a more well put together, just one like slick, just made strictly for plates. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna have fucking one that's just like just kitted out with everything, and it's always you know in there. And then like all that stuff, and as opposed to like having a million, I was like, I'll have a million guns later. Mm. But fucking like my priority is like having everything that's to support this one true thing. Like I said, my eleven five that I plan on building, that's gonna be the one that I go around with. Cause I normally just go around with that that one because it's more easier to maneuver yeah. with. But I was like, I want to have something that I'm dedicated that I always use. Cause I, I was like, I don't always like to fucking play around with that fucking thing. Cause it, yeah. it was like I just built that for shits and giggles. But I was like, that's not. <laughs> I don't want that to be my main thing. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'd rather have a eleven five suppressed and then fucking have fucking a. My plan is to go back to Elcan. Yeah. So I have a one to four. Cause I was like, I don't foresee myself getting into anything further than two hundred meters or even a hundred. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I was like, I'm gonna just go to that one to four, and then have a a top uh, optic mounted on just red dot on top. Yeah. And fucking you know suppressed and fucking I was like that's the route I'm gonna go and then just build everything around that as opposed to like I was like I got a fourteen five. That I was like, I could keep that and use it, but I was like, I'm not going to use that as much. I'm, I'm just not. How much are you selling it for? I'm going to sell that fucking goddamn optic probably like $2,800. Goddamn. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was 2800 without the scope rings. Yeah. So fucking, that'll be a fair price for a motherfucker. And, I, and also, I got to think about it, I'm competing with all these other motherfuckers. Because it's hard to sell Night Force system motherfuckers, believe it yeah. or not. Because they see it as like, it's a $3,000 optic without the fucking scoping rings. And the only way you can get a discount is if you're military. Yeah. The only way any other any place will give a discount on fucking night forces if they're twenty eight hundred if with the rings is if you you military or law enforcement. So I was like, twenty eight hundred dollars is good. And then the upper, that's a pretty good up without the fucking you can get it for like I seen people charge like thirteen hundred dollars, so I'd probably like sell it for like eleven hundred to twelve hundred. Because it's a brand new bolt carrier in there and it comes with a geysley charging handle. So my fuck is just gonna bite the bait on that, and that's a Geisley boat carrier on there. Yeah. So, well, all right, I gotta get my kid. Uh, when you want to do this again? Uh, we'll probably do it again. Uh, when everybody gets back. Oh, if you still here when everybody gets back? Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm probably getting orders this week. So. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll probably do another one before you uh, get out of here. Then, uh, just let me know when you get out of here, and then we'll do another one. All right, bet. Once I get orders. Uh, by the way, this is fucking specialist Revere. I we didn't do no introduction yeah. or nothing like that because I normally don't do that. Everything we talked about on the 
back end. Should have talked about it on the front end before yeah. we got the guns. But yeah, you know this this is Revere. He's about to be retired, getting out. He's got to run and get his kid. Uh, yeah. Thank y'all for listening. This is a long one. This is probably yeah. the longest I've ever. I only intended to do an hour, but we yeah. we went two and a half hours. Got Pretty damn. good. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll see y'all on the next episode. Uh, and we out.